You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another Tadpog podcast. It's a show where two old guys and another, I think, maybe a little bit old guy. Yeah, young, we don't I know. don't know. We I don't, don't know. know. We it's have an, no idea how old I'm he is. Un, of indetermined age. Indetermined age. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he drank a potion of youth, uh, and we're not able to determine his age. We haven't cut him open and count. We haven't counted the rings yet. <laughs> <laughs> like we do with all guests. Yeah, all our guests. We <laughs> dissect and then count the rings. All our guests have been trees. <laughs> <laughs> Play old games. Uh, so today we are we are doing a, well, like, well, uh, 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 not talking hard. Yeah, it's just a podcast. It's it's just, yeah, <laughs> it's no, just, just an audio medium. Yeah, you don't have to fine. sound fine. No. Where we have uh, worked with a Facebook group. Yeah. Uh, the retro, I think it recently, the name recently changed, correct? Yes, it did. Yeah. And I think so that he can talk, we can go ahead yeah, and Yeah, we'll go ahead and start. See, <laughs> Stephen Michael. Stephen Michael from Facebook. Of the, the number one Nerdy Thursday. Super fan. Super fan. Uh-huh. Welcome What's to going the on, show, guys? man. Oh, not much. Oh, thank you very much. So, yeah. The, yeah appreciate you having me on. Yeah, no problem. The I noticed, like, maybe by a couple days ago, the, the Facebook group that you started uh, changed names. Yeah, we just switched over. It used to be the Retro Video Game of the Month Club. Uh, and that started in January 20, or I'm sorry, uh, December of 2017. And we kind of launched uh, in January of 2018. But just this past couple weeks, maybe, we just switched over to Retro Gaming Monthly. I figured it would be a lot easier to remember, find. Plus, I got the domain RetroGamingMonthly.com. Nice. And as of oh. right now. Yeah, all it does is it just forwards you to the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, might end up throwing a site on it, depending on how the group grows and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, nice. just Retro Gaming Monthly. Cool. I feel like that's a good domain to get. I mean, I'm kind of honestly, yeah. I'm kind of surprised it's not that wasn't taken. Yeah, me too. And uh, it's a play on like uh, EGM, Electronic Gaming Monthly, sure. that gaming magazine. So get yeah, hopefully th- that'll give a little easier brand recognition. Yeah, months ago, Dave had the idea of let's let's do the game that they do that they talk about that month. Let's just keep doing that. I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the group synergy. is synergy. Yeah, synergy <laughs> business practices. Uh, the group is great. Um, I'm really like I'm really happy to be part of it. It's I mean it's it's amazing how it's like I don't know like I knew that this the game we're talking about today is uh, Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse, and it's like one of those games where I probably honestly never would have played. Uh, if it hadn't yeah. been selected as the game of the month uh, for through your club, so it gave me a reason to play it. Yeah, no, and that was the whole purpose of me trying to create this and come up with it. And first off, I just want to thank you guys very much. You guys have been enormous supporters between shouting it out on the show and Dave when you stream talking about it and you know picking the games and everything. I mean, that means a lot to me. You guys have brought a lot of people into the group, which just makes it more fun for everybody because I'm not making any money on this. In fact, I've given away gift cards on Mega Man 11 and <laughs> Yeah, it's costing me money, but I'm <laughs> doing it specifically because I want to grow and actually have a cool little group like this. So I, I appreciate the high praise. And I collect video games. Uh, my main collection right now is the original Nintendo. 
I'm around 540, I believe. Nice. Um, with with around 100 100 or so boxes and manuals, uh, so most of it's loose. And then I've also, you know, collect Super Nintendo 64, you know, pretty much all the Sega systems, stuff like that. So my thought was, hey, I never play any of these games. At least it's pretty rare. So if I create this community, put out a vote you know, or put out a list of games and get suggestions back on games, then the community kind of decides what are we going to play. And of course, for December, Castle of Illusion 1, which again, would be another game I probably would not have played myself, actually. Uh, but it was cool to actually get in. And then the group also gives me an opportunity to look into the game itself a little deeper and, you know, learn about the background and the history and make mm-hmm. different posts about speed runs or whatever and learn about the developers and just the history behind the game. So it just I it's my new number one hobby is yeah. this group and, and I'm I love how much it's grown uh, in such a short period of time. Yeah, it's a great group. I, I anybody listening, I know you've heard me say it before, but I highly recommend you check it out. Uh it's a very active group, which is fun, uh, because there's a lot of talk about the game that's selected for that month. There's a lot of talk about that game during that month. I know like when we when we did uh last month. Uh, zombies ate my neighbors. I mean, that's the most I think I've ever talked to people about that game ever. And we have done <laughs> we an episode. All oh, right, it. exactly. We did a show on it. It's like, man, uh, we're talking more about the game here than we ever did on the show. So I mean, it's it's really cool. I'm 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 glad that we're a part of it. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm, I'm honored that you guys are a part of it. So out of out of your collection, because that that's a huge fucking collection. Uh, what what are some of your your rare gems that you have? Uh, some of my rarest, I would say, uh, let's see, for the original Nintendo, I have uh, Panic Restaurant. I have uh, a Zombie Nation. I have a complete, probably my favorite, although it's not the most expensive, my favorite is I have a extremely good condition, borderline mint, and I know people hate that word, copy of <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighter. Nice. Uh, uh. Yeah, and I got this thing right now. It it, it it kind of fluctuates, but in its condition, anywhere from probably four to six hundred bucks. But I ended up getting this thing. I want to say for maybe thirty or forty bucks. Where did you, know, you find that? Mm. Uh, actually, a local game store near me, about maybe a half hour or so. We called Video Game Connection in Cleveland. Uh, I w- ended up working out there, and I already had a full time job. You know, I was basically a grown ass man collecting you know twenty year old games at that time, as opposed to thirty year old games, <laughs> and instead. Instead of drawing a paycheck, I would just take the money that they would give me and I would get 50% off in the store. So I would literally just take all the money from them, put it back into the store, plus my own money, and was just whiling out buying all these damn games. <laughs> damn. So, yeah, it, uh, it, it my collection kind of started when I got into the Angry Video Game Nerd. Okay. Which ah. one day... I was at work. I was uh, doing IT at the time, and I'm on my lunch break, surfing the internet. Came across his... I'm a huge Turtle fan, uh, if you can't tell by my favorite game, even though it's a terrible game. It's um, okay. <laughs> the Turtle Fighter on the NES, NES is garbage. Yeah, I, yeah haven't, the, I haven't played it on the NES, to be fair. Yeah, that one's garbage. Okay. My actual favorite game is Turtles 2 on the NES, but yeah, that's, that's my probably one. most prized. At any rate, um, came across his original turtles video on youtube and ended up just kind of going down a rabbit hole with all of his stuff so kind of my favorite stuff that i own from retro video games which isn't really retro video games themselves is i own probably 50 or 60 uh art pieces from angry video game nerd intro cards like title cards (laughs) that's on the original videos how do you get that yes So in 2008, you know, well before he got, you know, famous or relatively speaking famous, 
I ended up messaging uh, Mike Matei, who nice. you know does the you know James and Mike Mondays and all that. Well, yeah. he did all the original title cards. So uh, on my wall, actually behind me right now, I have like the Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Ghostbusters, Silver Surfer, Spider Man, uh, Batman, Rambo, Star Trek, Deadly Towers. I got an unreleased ET, and that one's signed by Mike Matei, Kyle Justin, who did the intro song. And uh, James himself. Plus, I got, I got tons of stuff, tons of art. Um, just finding Mike online and messaging him directly. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'll definitely sell you this stuff." And I got him relatively inexpensive. Plus, he did a custom piece for me, saying for AVG fan Steve. Um, and then, so that kind of got me into this rabbit hole of collecting and spending thousands and thousands of dollars <laughs> on uh, twenty and thirty year old games. Well, I mean, a lot of people do it. I mean, that's a that's a really <laughs> nice collection it sounds yeah, like because i mean i also love avgn so uh, that, oh, that awesome. warms my heart that you enjoy him and know that you have some uh stuff from his iconic episodes though like having the silver surfer and mm, yeah it's pretty good yeah I, and it was like really original or, or rather like all of his old stuff um you know and they, he doesn't do it anymore mike doesn't really draw the intro cards for anything which is kind of sad i think but yeah, I was really happy to get that. And I've met, you know, James and Mike a bunch of times at conventions. I don't know. Do you guys remember Screw Attack? Yeah. From, yeah. I think they're still around, but, you know, they had SGC, Screw Attack Gaming Convention. So I went down there their first year. I want to say maybe it was 09. I went there for a few years and got to meet them and hang out and made a bunch of friends in the retro gaming community. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. I really like um, James and Mike Mondays are probably my favorites uh, just because I like Mike so much. <laughs> yeah and his giant giant penis i assume <laughs> that's what everybody says <laughs> there's all kinds of evidence out there to support it <laughs> the blurry photographs like a bigfoot <laughs> <laughs> that's it um well i wanted to just go ahead and get this out of the way mm-hmm. uh of course my name's dave i'm your bespectacled host and uh i am not I'm not the biggest Mickey Mouse fan in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I've enjoyed a lot of Disney cartoons in my time. Um, probably in the mid '90s, early to mid '90s is like the prime for me. You know, the the Aladdin, the Aladdin era, Little Mermaid, Lion King, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like their mascot goes, I've never been a huge uh, Mickey Mouse fan. Always kind of. Uh, Honestly, always kind of weirded me out a little bit. I'm a hundred percent with you. Are you? Yeah, oh yeah. As am I. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah actually. He's... Yep. Never been to Disneyland World. Yeah, never been a huge Mickey fan myself. I, I was a Bugs Bunny kid. Oh yeah, well, you gotta love Bugs. Uh, I was always freaked out as a kid. Like when we went to Disney World, I was terrified because I never like people in costume. Like, and that's pretty much what Disney World. <laughs> what are they is. hiding? Exactly. And I feel like what is Mickey Mouse hiding? Because he is just way too, he's just way too squeaky clean. I mean, he's, he's up to something. Because yeah, I've, Donald Goofy, okay, cool. Chippendale, all right, yeah. But yeah, actually Mickey Mouse, I've never really enjoyed any Mickey Mouse cartoons. I wasn't, yeah. Although I was thoroughly weirded out um, at, at a church I went to. For for a short time, Disney um, Church. Disney Church. <laughs> he, you're not that far off. Uh, one of the members, he had like a potluck at his house a after Disney church potluck. one day. We went. You're not far off. <laughs> uh, we went over to their house, which is enormous. They're 
very rich, no kids. So like they have this enormous house and property. Uh-huh. It's pretty amazing. Uh, so they're giving us a tour, and we go in one room, and it's like it's a huge ass room. It's probably like because my my master bedroom in this house is the converted garage, uh-huh. it's the biggest room in the house. So like take this room and add another half onto it. Just that room of their house, nothing but American Girl dolls, like really? filled to the brim. Yeah. Which is pristine, perfect, creepy ass American Girl dolls, and the, yeah, the that wife creeped me the fuck out. Yeah, it was. I'm not like super familiar with those. Are those like the like the three foot tall like colonial style? Incredibly do- expensive. Yeah, right, okay. Aunt Angela from the office from claims the office, she right. shops there for right. clothes. <laughs> for <a> clothes, right? <laughs> Uh, so, and the husband was like, yeah, this is what she loves, this is what she collects. Let, okay. me, sh- let me show you what I collect. All right. And he shows us, like, the it's sort of like a, a hidden room in his house. Like, you can't really see the door in this one hallway. Got to turn the clock, the clock yeah. on hands to, like, 1206. <laughs> and it's like, all right, opens up. And he leads us back. We go up this narrow staircase into this much smaller room. Yeah. But this room is absolutely every inch of space, ceiling, walls, floor, of every inch is covered with Mickey Mouse memorabilia. Mickey specifically. Mickey Mouse. No no ducks. No, no ducks, ducks allowed. No, no ducks given. <laughs> yeah. Just everything from the 20s to modern era Mickey Mouse stuff. I mean, that's pretty impressive. That's probably a really like it's impressive, but pricey I mean, collection. He's like 50. Yeah. He's kind of like, if, if I were to see him on, I mean, nice guy, but <laughs> visually, if I saw him on To Catch a Predator, I'd be like, oh, okay. Checks out. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, but just it's so a great room to much. be in with yeah. Yeah, a bunch yeah, of kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's just like showing us his, his entire collection, his Mickey Mouse phones. And well, I mean, it's unbelievable the amount of stuff that he had. And then he has, he owns one share of Disney that he had mounted like in front of this window, like blown up. Uh-huh. So, but it was that, like, for someone who does not like Mickey Mouse, kind of creeped out by Mickey Mouse. Sure. It was fucking awful. Yeah. yeah. Please let me go back to the American doll room. <laughs> yeah, so it can't get much worse than this. Uh, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it got worse. We climbed the creepy so do you think? Do you think they role play? He dresses up as Mickey Mouse. She dresses up as an American doll girl. Oh, I hope so. I hope and so. That's like there. I hope she yeah. lays perfectly still. <laughs> <laughs> like an American. He just. Huh? Huh? I'm going to slip in here. <laughs> I mean, all your crevices. <laughs> that actually weirdly makes it more, more okay. That's bad. I'm more comfortable yeah, I'm now. Good. Yeah, I'm yeah, better yeah, with yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, we don't kink shame. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm all about it. Like, if that's what it takes for them to for them to get there, I'm, that's fine. All Mickey of a Mouse sudden, costume, but his nose is a dildo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've got another question for you guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. pretty important. Uh, would you rather have a flying horse or a talking dog? This has nothing to do with the game or Mickey Mouse. <laughs> it, it was the, it was the uh, the the poll on the most recent Twitch stream. I'm just curious how you weigh in compared to uh, the rest of the nation that was uh, in that stream. I would prefer a talking dog because I have a dog. Uh, his name is Gus, and he's like my best little friend. So if he could talk, that would be fucking awesome. Okay, I'm I'm gonna reserve I'm gonna reserve my answer until Tyler's answered because he'll just copy what I say. Uh huh. It's true. It's <laughs> what I do. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, of course, the immediate thing is like, which one is gonna be more profitable to you? Right. Of course. That's that's, that's the crux. Of it. Which yeah. one can I exploit for right, the most monetary gain? Um, the talking dog. I mean. You don't know. I mean, it, if a dog could talk, does it mean it's not going to be an asshole? Like, it'd be just a shitty dog and be could super be. annoying. But, like, flying horse, like, all right. 
You could do like stunt shows and shit with your flying horse. And yeah. I'm going to go flying horse. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to ride a horse? Not, not a Pegasus. Not a Pegasus. It's just flying okay. horse. It can fly however. Okay. Like it'd be jet propelled, I guess. <laughs> 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 do you know how to ride a horse? Uh, I have ridden a horse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you answer the question though? <laughs> uh, I could probably I could probably ride a horse the same way I can drive stick. Okay. Like I know enough to manage it. <laughs> the horse is just grinding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Giddy up. <laughs> Rolling like in a back. pinch, I can do it. Sure, okay. But you'd learn, if you had a flying horse, you'd learn, I'm sure, mm-hmm. to do all the tricks. Yeah. Uh, I went talking dog uh, because I think that's a safer route I'm going to go talking dog, too. You're right, right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I changed my mind. Talking dog. It's fair, it's fair. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> back it up. Uh, I think that you'd actually make more money off a talking dog, and it would be more fun. Because, like, yeah, the dog might be an asshole, but I guess you could run into that situation with, like, the, f- the whole, like, singing frog deal. If the dog's an asshole and you take him to the, the, the oh, TV station, the he up. shuts up. Yeah, you kind of got a problem. Or if he sounds like Gilbert Gottfried. I would love that more. <laughs> but see, then you run into the problem. What if he sounds like James Earl Jones? What if he's, like, That's great. the most velvety, sexy dog voice? And oh, are you worried? And then you get so much... Like fetish porn with your talking dog. <laughs> oh man, what if the dog could use the internet? That would be the worst. <laughs> uh, the nation actually uh, went talking dog. Sixty-four percent for talking mm. dog. Sixty-four percent. Mm-hmm. You guys have dogs? Uh, yeah, I've got a dog. And Tyler, I has dog. You has dog. I has dog. All right. Yeah, I my am dog cat person, but I has hates. dog. My dog hates getting his picture taken. I don't know really? how the fuck he knows what it is or whatever. But yeah, he'll be doing something sweet or like looking at you as soon as you pull your fucking phone up and try to take a photo, looks away immediately. <laughs> like he it literally he could be like, you know, kind of laying next to you, just looking, you know, not really paying attention, and you're just playing on your phone and you just move it a couple inches over to try to get that fucking photo and instantly looks away or stops doing whatever he's doing. It's weird as shit. <laughs> he probably thinks you're trying to steal his soul. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I think dogs, I still, dogs pretty much believe that. <laughs> Yeah, I still fight that urge every time I get my picture taken. Like, all right, everything's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Definitely not going to get my soul my stolen. My soul's okay. Yeah. Nope, nope. It's here. I'm good. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, as we mentioned this week, we're talking about Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse. We're keeping it castle-themed. The last two episodes have been Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Mm. Uh, and this is essentially Castlevania. Castle Cast is what we're doing. Yeah, now. new podcast. Castle Next cast. episode is yeah. about Nathan Fillion's castle. Yeah, and then so. Eureka's castle. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, we're just, we're, we got this. <laughs> uh, I haven't been able to figure out how to unlock the inverted castle on this, though. <laughs> there is an inverted section uh, in the game, which, like, totally. My problem with this game is, like, I kept drawing conclusions where it's like oh well they got this from that game they got this from sonic and as it turns out it's like when i was doing research after the fact it's like oh this game was like pretty early this game came out pretty early in mm-hmm. the, the sega genesis yeah. life 90 yeah which i think that's a copyright date anyways which is like one full year right before sonic the hedgehog came out so like this was like I, i'm i'm okay i'm trying to keep in mind when i talk about this game that this is pre-sonic the hedgehog mm-hmm. i feel like that makes a difference yeah um, I feel like if this game came out post Sonic, then uh, we're dealing with a much worse game. <laughs> yeah, because you know what the Genesis is capable of. Right, yeah, I can understand that. So before we talk about that, do you hear that, Dave? I do mm-hmm. hear that. It sounds like a boxcar full of talking dogs. Uh, they're not too happy to be on the train, uh, but they're on it anyway, and they're pulling into the station for a segment uh, that we like to call Dave Reads from Wikipedia. Hopefully, I've got the right link here. 
Okay, guys, Castle of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse, is a 1990 platform game developed by Sega and released for the Sega Genesis. Uh, an 8-bit version of the game was later released for the Master System and the Game Gear. I haven't played either of those games, but I have seen the sprites from those games, and uh, they don't look great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the game follows Mickey Mouse on a quest to save Minnie Mouse from the evil witch, Miserabelle. Uh, it was the first game in Sega's long-running Illusion video game series starring Mickey, uh, and was also part of the second wave of games initially released for the Sega Genesis, uh, which helps uh, seal the console's reputation within the period until the release of Sonic the Hedgehog in mm -hmm. 1991. Um, you know what? I didn't really even know that the Illusion, I didn't know that was a series. Like, I've never played. This is, like, the only game in that series that I have played. I'm with the, I didn't know either. Yeah, I have World of Illusion, I believe is what it's called, which is the second one. Or maybe there's one in between or something like that. But I had that one. I ended up picking this one up specifically for the group. And, but I haven't played the uh, the World one yet. I was curious about that. That was a, that was a Genesis game as well? Yeah. Okay. I, and I want to say it's the second one on the Genesis, but, like, the third one on the series, maybe. I may be mistaken, but... Yeah, this is one. Like, this just went completely not. This was not on my radar at all. Like, I didn't even know that this. I knew this game existed because they. It was remade in like what 2013. Around the same time as Ducktales, I think. Yeah, and like came out on Steam, yeah. and it's like I think I might own that. Maybe. Well, we talked <laughs> about doing it at one point, uh, but I haven't played it. Mm -hmm. So I don't. Have you played? Has any, have either of you guys played the the remaster or the remake? That's that's what I played instead of the original. Okay, because I figured we could. Kind of compare and contrast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I have not played it um, at all. I haven't played any of them. Really, didn't know anything about them either. You know, myself before this. What do you want to talk about first? I guess the original probably make more sense. Yeah. Let's talk about the original. Okay. Um, the story is pretty much Mickey and Minnie are spinning around. Generic Donnie's garbage. Yeah. It's pretty. <laughs> yeah. It's and it's like the instruction manual has like a little bit more information than the game does. At least the game gives you a story. I mean, I can at least there's that. It's not much of a story, but yeah, Minnie gets uh, kidnapped, and uh, Mickey goes to the Castle of Illusion to save her. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. Other yeah, than Miserable is going to steal her youth. Yeah, who is Miserable? Like, I don't want to fuck no old bitch mouse. No, no, no. <laughs> is Miserable like is is Miserable a character that exists outside of this game or this series? I've seen her in other stuff. Her she looks familiar. <laughs> Cause like to me, she looked like when in witch form, she looked like the the evil queen from Snow White when she turns into a witch yeah. and gives Snow White the the poison apple. But then like in her other form, she looks like Maleficent from Cinderella. Like when when you fight her as the final boss. So, yeah, well, she does I, I told look my too wife that they base this game on her her life story, so she might be able to get in there with a lawsuit. But yeah, <laughs> she liked that, of course. I mean, I don't know if, I mean, I don't, I didn't know if that like had, I didn't know if the, the evil witch maybe had the name Miserable and I just don't know because I'm not like the biggest Disney fan in the world. Um, but it kind of like, to me as like, just like a, a topical Disney guy, like it kind of like was hard for me to track. Yeah. I'm trying to find stuff better online, but I don't know how to spell <laughs> Miserable. So it's M-I-Z-R-A-B-L. 
And then you meet, essentially, maybe you guys can clear something up for me, because I got confused. The story confused me a little bit, which is sad, because I, I honestly think this is a game for children. <laughs> <laughs> I should be able to follow it. But when Mickey is about to enter the castle, he is uh, stopped by a sage-like character. Uh, in the Disney universe, they have, like, Goofy is kind of like a dog man. Uh, he's, he's greeted by a dog man in a purple robe, uh, giving him hints, uh, and letting him know to be careful and that he needs to collect seven of the, of the gems of the rainbow gems to, uh, find Minnie, uh, before Miserable switches places with her. So I've never seen that character in a game before or in a cartoon. So my immediate thought was, well, that's probably, that's probably the final boss or some kind of incarnation of the final boss. And as it turns out, at the end of the game, that character shows up again, but I'm not exactly sure why. Uh, he's in a black robe this time, and I'm not sure if it's because he was Miserable or if he just showed up when you defeat Miserable, uh, and then he takes you on a broom and flies you away to safety. <laughs> well, because Miserable is exclusive to Mickey Mouse video games. Okay. And then she makes she comes back in Epic Mickey. I wanted to play Power Epic Mickey, Illusion. but I but I missed that. Mm -hmm. Is she in like uh is she in the Keyblade series? Is all I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Thank you. Uh it doesn't list that she is. Okay. Yeah, that's another series I never got into Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I missed I that one too. People love it, but I, I appreciate yeah, I'm not the a concept. huge Disney guy, so yeah, I'm not either. And it always like kind of freaked me out where it's like seeing like Goofy next to like Final Fantasy characters. Sensor. Yeah, it's always just kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this. No, it's just Goofy fighting drawing. Sephiroth. <laughs> right? What's weird about that? As voiced by Lance Bass. <laughs> I know. That's actually probably the best part because it's like uh, out of like all of the boy band uh, dudes, Lance Bass is probably the best one. <laughs> uh, Joy Fatone. Yeah, oh, take no, it back. No. He's the best one. He is. He is the best one. Chris Kirkpatrick, right out. No yeah, way. No way. No way. Get out. <laughs> uh, the have okay. So no one here is a huge Disney fan. No. Um, <laughs> I when I was a kid, the only Disney, the only Mickey Mouse game I played was Mickey Mouse Capades for the NES. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. And that game is unbeatable, Hard right? As shit. <laughs> like it's verified. Fucking animated brooms on that boat at the fucking start. Like I don't even know. I think I ever got it past that. Minnie's in the game for whatever reason. Uh, I don't think she actually does anything except for take damage, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can lose her, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah, I need to revisit. <laughs> yeah, we should probably check that out at some point. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I've actually, not to interrupt, but no, right behind me, I actually have uh, Mickey Mouse Capade starring James Rolfe, AVGN, an unreleased, because uh, there was never an episode or anything, Um like storyboard art that's all like colored in and huh. filled in and everything like that. That is awesome, man. It makes me feel really bad because it's like um, they have quality control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like maybe yeah. we shouldn't release that. Uh, we don't do that. No. no I was like, well, <laughs> a bad one's just out there. Oh, well. Right? An unreleased episode for us is essentially just one we accidentally deleted. <laughs> or one we sit on and be like, we'll release this one when we, you know, fuck something up right, or exactly. something happens. Yeah. When someone shoots up my my stepdaughter's high school, then we'll play then this we'll one. Then we'll play this one. Yes, perfect. Yeah. So, what did um did you find this game to be very difficult? I thought that it was at first. I thought it was. However, it's not at all. It comes down to just learning that Mickey 
walks runs at the pace of a snail he's so slow and as soon as mm-hmm. and as soon as you get that down the game becomes easy there's no you know his he goes from you know standing still to full sprint in 0.2 seconds but his full sprint is a leisurely walk mm-hmm. you know in the manual it refers it to running and i'm like well how the hell do you make him actually run and oh yeah this is just his full speed so it's kind of obnoxious but i think that's probably the biggest thing that makes it difficult but overall no i don't think it's very difficult when you learn that i knocked it out in one sitting it took about it took about three hours and there was some fucking around in there too uh in one time uh i when i died you have continues in the game mm-hmm. If you're playing on normal difficulty and uh, I didn't realize that there's like a hidden timer on the continue screen. So I was streaming it. And I was talking to <laughs> chat and then it was like just all of a sudden I'm talking like I'm taking a break because it's like on the Mickey's like dazed looking drunk. And there's a sign on the on the left that says continue and a sign on the right that says new game because, yeah, we want to do that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it's one of those where it's like, I was just talking, and then all of a sudden the game just reloaded to the Sega logo, and it's like, I guess I have to start over again. Uh, and I did. I watched you stream yep. this for a little while, and it yeah. just looked torturous, the fucking <laughs> pace that Mickey it's goes. So, he's so slow. It's like, is there so much on the screen he's playing with slowdown? Yeah, like, right? what the fuck? No, that's just how he, that's just how Mickey do. He And he can go uh, faster because it's like there are sections in the game where it's like there are ramps. And it's like he can run down a ramp really super fast and it like gives you a moment where it's like, man, it'd be really cool if I could play the whole game at this speed. Man, because watching you play it, I had the same feeling as playing Final Fantasy VI, whenever you have to unequip the sprint shoes for whatever reason, <laughs> and when sure. you go back to that pace, it's like, oh yeah. my god, the worst. <laughs> so yeah, it was just like I, I mean, I was just in awe that you kept going because man, it did not look fun. <laughs> okay, so real talk, not to like divert from uh, Mickey Mouse for too long, mm-hmm. but you talking about the sprint shoes. I want your real opinion on this. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about in remakes of Final Fantasy VI uh, a run button being included? Oh yeah, no, I love it. You love it, and I like this. You can still get the sprint shoes, and then you just go really, really fast. fast. Okay, I think that's way better. All right. Well, that was my question. If you felt like it diminished the sprint shoes, because in the remakes, when you buy the sprint shoes it, and use them, it is impossible to play that game. Like you're for so me. fast, which I like. Which is like you should have just been able to press A and move that fast anyway. Way, sure. So yeah, no, no, no. I I was happy, <laughs> so I didn't have to waste a slot. Sure, yeah, basically that's true. a vanity slot because yeah. you just don't like going slow. Yeah, that's true. I always had sprint shoes. I mean, you gotta, you gotta. Yep. <laughs> Otherwise, yep, it's yep, yep. painful. Like, uh, very much like this game, Castle yeah. Illusion. I also thought that Mickey was like super floaty. Uh, like really, yep. really floaty. Uh, I was able to adjust to it pretty quickly, but uh, like in the very beginning, like the combination of him being so slow and his jumps, like re- I mean, he hovers like at the the apex of his jump for like a second at least uh, before he lands. Mm-hmm. I, I it's like it was, Michael Jordan. Yeah, I mean, pretty much <laughs> Michael Jordan, Mickey Mouse, same person, mm-hmm. <laughs> same initials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. checks out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I mean, other than that, I, I mean, I thought that the game, uh, you can kill enemies in this game, uh, but you have to do, instead of just jumping on an enemy like Mario style, uh, you have to hold down the the You have to press the direction. exposure butt button. Right, yeah. yeah. It's a butt smash. You yep. Essentially, you butt smash uh, all the enemies, which I would like to go on the record and say that it looks 
a little a little strange when you're doing it like on mushroom enemies because mm. there's a lot of them. <laughs> you're just slamming yep. your butt into penis-shaped objects. Boy, howdy. All the time. And then they disappear. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, we'll just, yeah, who knows where they go? Who knows? <laughs> so you were you were a down, down button presser to do that? I, I was a down button presser. Is there another way to do it? Yeah, if you after you hit the jump button, if you hit the jump button again while in the air, he does it. Oh my god! And that's god. like a million times easier. Yeah, that sounds a million times easier. Because <laughs> then you can control, you know, going side to side. You know, you can control yourself in the air while attacking. So you got like way better control over Mickey. Well, to be to be perfectly honest, uh, what I would do sometimes is when I would jump, I was so scared that I wasn't going to butt slam the enemy because if you don't do it, if you don't expose your butt. You're gonna take a hit. You're get, Mickey's gonna get hurt, and it's and his ass is tougher than the soles of his shoes. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the soles of his enemies, as clearly shown. Which I can, which only makes me imagine that Mickey's shoes only look like shoes. Those are just his feet. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's just cal- he, Mickey's actually two thousand years old, and his <laughs> foot has just formed so many calluses <laughs> that he's decided to polish them. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> But it was one of those yep. things where it's like I would jump and uh, I was so scared that I was going to die when I hit an enemy that I would sometimes hold down and the jump button because I'm like, I'm not 100% <laughs> sure how this works. <laughs> yeah, I, I would just load up the first level, just screw around with just, you know, for five minutes and see how different the game is. I would assume just because it... it it makes it so much easier, like unbelievably easy. Cause then you can just bounce on multiple enemies going forward uh-huh. with like fairly good precision. Cause he floats so slow that, you know, you have plenty of time to get wherever you're trying to go in the air. I'll try it. I'll try it on my, my hard run. Uh, I'm tempted. I'm actually tempted to play this game on hard. Uh, just, so am I actually. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Then I don't feel so weird <laughs> because it's like today I was, and here's my reasoning. Uh, I really like the retro achievements.org. Uh, like I like all the achievements they have for the game. And it's like, I have two more achievements to unlock. And one of those is to beat the game on hard. And the other one is a score challenge. And it's like, well, I feel like I could beat this game on hard if I really tried. Uh, and I'd like to see how different the game is. Yeah, for sure. All I, all it says in the manual is that you just start with one less power. So, you know, instead of starting with three hits, you start with two. And I've also heard that you don't have any continues. I'm not sure if that's true. I haven't confirmed that. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. Do you know what the what the score challenge number is? How much you actually have to score to get that achievement? Uh, I can look it up because uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but I feel like it was one of those where it was like, I didn't get it. I, and I felt like when I looked at it, I was like, I'm not sure if I could get that without getting like all of the diamonds in the game. Uh, because yeah. that, that's another thing. Um, you get, I assume... It's the like ma- Mario 64 with stars. Yeah. You collect the diamonds and uh, you get points for those. And I, and I, don't, I don't know how the scoring works. Like I, I didn't pay enough attention to the, to the score to figure out if like killing enemies gives you more points than collecting diamonds or, or vice versa. Yeah, so the way my basic understanding of it, because I did pay attention a little bit, basically your first 40,000 points, you get an extra life or an extra try. They call them tries in this game. Right. Um, then every after that first 40,000, every 50,000 points after that is where you get an additional try. And you get to collect points from the diamonds, um, the bags that actually have the projectiles in it. I think those give you a thousand points and then the enemies all give you points, but it's fairly low overall, like 200 or something like that. So, you know, as you're going along, you just, 
kind of kill most of the enemies because they're fairly easy to do anyways collect all the stuff and then just rack up you know the amount of tries that you get i know i got there as far as the achievements go there are three score achievements and i got two out of the three without trying uh so it's kind of one of those where it's like i figure if i if i actually try uh then i might be able to do it yeah yeah the only reason i was curious is because uh my buddy brian was over last night and we were we were playing the game it was his first time playing it as well and i let him play it first just to kind of get used to the controls and we're passing it back and forth but we ended up beating the game with 301,000 points something like that so i was just curious what the threshold was um we we weren't trying to get points but we didn't use any continues i think we only died three times maybe total oh then you can tell this was on normal you got it then because the the highest one on uh retroachievements.org is two hundred and fifty thousand. so you you unlocked that one uh and yeah i think you could unlock the 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 hard mode difficulty too because i mean if you didn't die like if you didn't use any continues i mean really the only thing you'd be working against is having one less health to Mm -hmm. begin with Um, yeah, which isn't bad because going through the game, I've like, we explored a fair bit. We were, I was drinking scotch. He was drinking whiskey nice. and, uh, yeah. So we were just like exploring the levels a little bit and kind of just checking it out just for the hell of it. And we found a lot of areas where you're able to get extra power to, so we were finishing levels all the time with, with full, you know, all five hits available to us and finding extra ones along the way. So we would have probably had, you know, seven or eight by the end of any single level. So I think hard would totally be doable. Yeah, you guys were doing better than me uh, when I was sober, <laughs> because it did take me uh, it did take me three tries to get through. Like I got through on the third try. I do blame the first one. I, I'm kind of I should probably scratch that one because I did not continue in time. Uh, yeah. but I mean, still, I feel like it's a, it's a game that's, that's very much aimed for, for children, which makes sense sure. because it's Mickey mouse. Yeah. And I do want to take that into consideration when I'm, uh, thinking about whether or not this is a good game. But at the same time, I kind of feel like in 1990, like most games were aimed at children. Uh, yeah. and those games weren't all easy. Uh, I feel like this is a game that I, even as a kid would have probably beaten, uh, on a rental weekend. Sure. Well, I, I honestly think once you go back to using the jump button and then holding that again for your attack, I think that's going to be a game changer for you. Yeah, I'm going to try it. it. It's going to make it even way easier than it already was. Good. I can knock these two achievements out <laughs> uh, real fast. Yep. Uh, I'm glad that you mentioned the bags that you pick up uh, because there are a few pickups, uh, power-ups in the game, and and one of them uh, kind of unlocks a mechanic. Uh, as Mickey, you can not only kill things with your butt, uh, but you can also throw projectiles at enemies. Uh, like in the Enchanted Forest level, you get apples, and uh, in some of the other levels, I think like in the study, for example, I believe you get marbles, and uh, yep. l- later on in the castle, you get uh, you just throw flames. <laughs> because I guess just because, because <laughs> <laughs> fuck Nintendo. That's why. Because yeah, right. Pretty much. Uh, and I'm glad that you said that because like a lot of these, it's it's weird because it's it's hard to play a platformer and not compare it to Mario. Like Mario, I, I know I've said this on the show before, but it's like Super Mario Brothers. OG Super Mario Brothers is like my baseline for which I compare all platforming games to. Sure. Uh, so it's tough to like play this game and be, and like not draw like compare and contrast to, to well, Super it's, Mario. Brothers. It's tough to play any 16-bit platformer compared to original Mario, just because I feel like 8-bit platformers are so much faster and tighter than 
The majority of 16-bit platformers. So much. Yeah, we've talked about that. Larger. They're bigger. They're slower. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't. I generally don't like 16-bit platformers. Yeah, I'm with you. But I think this game easily could have doubled his top speed. And I mean, even doubling his top speed would still be fucking slow. I mean, that would still be irritatingly mm, yeah. slow, but it would at least would have been reasonable and compared to the snail's pace that he, you know, his run, quote unquote, run is. Yeah, or game. at least give me a run button because it's like the game functions on essentially, it's a two button game. One button to jump and then another button to throw a projectile. The Genesis has at least three face buttons. So it's <laughs> like, just, I don't know, man, just make one of those run. Yeah. Move. Yep. So he moves it like maybe even 50% faster. Like even that would be, would be sure. helpful. Yeah, and just and get that Genesis 6 button and just have run 1, run 2, and run 3. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess they did that. I assume they did that configuration because this was also a Game Gear game and a Master System game, and I guess they didn't want to change the mechanics up too drastically. Well, the thing with that is that this game actually came out first, then the Master System and the Game Gear game, which were actually identical, came out after the fact. Oh. So those 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 came out. I don't know the exact time frame, but it was definitely after. So the release goes, you know, the Genesis game, the Master System, Game Gear game, and then obviously the remake way later on. I didn't know that. So yeah, one of the guys in the Retro Gaming Monthly group actually put a post. I pinned it in the announcement section, but it was kind of neat because he put a a picture of basically the three games side by side, a similar enemy, one of the clowns and the evolution of it. And I believe he's the one who pointed out that, oh yeah, it actually goes in the opposite direction, but he recommended starting with the eight bit, then going to 16 and beyond. So there's really no excuse for this game, not to, not to have a run button or a mechanic that actually makes them run a little bit faster. Are you guys planning on playing the eight bit version? I would like to, um, I really want to. I was looking up the price on it for the Master System, and I I have a Master System hooked up and everything. However, the game's like extremely expensive, way more than I want to spend on a Master System game to try out for the novelty behind it. So I actually ended up just getting um, present from your group and from uh, Sean, Sean Barry. Uh, he was my secret Santa. He actually nice. got me a retro pie and he got me a retro pie nice. and a ton of other stuff. Like he, this dude balled out. Sean Barry is the man. And I saw, yeah, he, I, I saw the, the photo you posted. That's a lot of dude, shit you it was got, crazy, man. <laughs> crazy. I, I own like, I own like a hundred Nintendo power. Somehow he got me one Nintendo power. I didn't have nice. And I mean, this dude went all out, but yeah, I, I think that I'm going to end up trying it on the, on that system. Cool. That'll probably be the first one I play on it. I'm curious to hear. Because what I am interested it. to see. Yeah, I'm interested to see what it's like. Uh-huh. And I mean, uh, shout out to Sean Barry for, uh, for Blump, to Blumpkin Bear for organizing the whole Secret mm-hmm. Santa too. Damn right. Because that's a thing that we had never done before. Uh, and he asked, he was like, do you guys do a Secret Santa? I was like, no, nope. but people have asked for it before. Neither one of us want to organize that shit. And it went well, except for we only had one one no-show. So that's pretty good. Which actually, participated. which actually turned out to be a show. So it all worked out. Because oh, it, was, okay. it was just late. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> and then everyone else sent gifts to, I could say it was Chandra, uh, who, uh, she did, she wasn't a no-show. She was the uh, no, re- she was on the, the, the bad end of that. She uh-huh. was the, the gift receiver. And a uh, few people were worried that she wasn't going to get anything. So she got a bunch of stuff okay. <laughs> from a awesome. lot of people, which is awesome. cool. And even... Yeah, even knowing that, I still got her two things, which is all packaged and ready to be shipped tomorrow <laughs> when I wake up. So I'm still sending it because fuck it, I'm not returning it. It's cool. She'll yeah, like I it. hear you. <laughs> uh, what did you guys think about the level design? Uh, and I guess more than that, like, what did you think about like the 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 levels themselves? Like, for example, uh, when you when Mickey goes into the castle, he starts opening doors Mario sixty four style. Mario sixty four clearly stole it from this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he opens doors and instead of paintings, and he walks through and uh, will play through whatever level that door connects to. And it's like, for example, like the first level is the Enchanted Forest, where everything is, surprise, like a forest theme. Uh, that and is also enchanted. It, yeah, it, <laughs> as it turns out. So I guess yeah. the name was appropriate. <laughs> but it could be an illusion. Oh. <laughs> could be a whole other school yeah, of That's a whole other school. <laughs> it's, not, it's not evocation. It's just not just blowing up. Right. I mean, did you guys like that? I mean, I did. I, I felt like at least there was this. I I felt like the game, t- I thought it looked good for a 1990 Sega Genesis game. Yeah, I really thoroughly enjoyed this, uh, the level design. I thought that the art was absolutely beautiful from level to level. So the Enchanted Forest, I mean, it's nothing special, but mm-hmm. it really does give you the introduction to how the mechanics work and how the enemies work and you know, little secrets in easy to find secret area with some extra gems and, um, you know, an extra power hit and all that. And then just going forward from there, I, my favorite level is probably the second one, which is the Toyland. Oh man. Because that, <laughs> no, you didn't like it. That robot clown at the end, the robot clown mm. boss was just mm-hmm. like, uh, it took me a moment. Cause it's like, and another reason I kind of want to play through is like the number of jumps, like his pattern I'm curious how much that's affected by RNG because it's one of those where it's like, I swear, man, the first time I fought him, he would take two bounces and then do his like, uh, what do you call like the extendo boxing glove punch? Yeah. And then like the next time I felt like it was three times and it was like one of those things where it's just like, am I just not getting this pattern or, or what? So that's, that's interesting because I didn't have that problem and I've, and I got through that level a couple times uh, it seems that his first jump is two and then the rest are three. Now, whether that's just my personal, but all I ended up doing anyways was as he would jump after the first jump was completed and he'd land, I just duck anyways. And then gotcha. it happened to be that he would just always do it on the third one. You know, after the, after the doing it two times, the first one, the guy that I thought was a really pain in the ass was the final boss, that gremlin yeah. in the third stage, oh, the yeah. storm. So my buddy, Brian, uh, you know, we were screwing around with it. Well, he was counting how many times he actually jumps before he does like his little, I don't even know what you would call it. His little self extension. Yeah. You know, he like cover up half the platform area. Sure. But he would go, and that would go anywhere from two to four jumps before he would do it. And that was, it didn't, there was no consistency to that whatsoever. When I was, was, when I was fighting that boss, Paul, Rhythm Master Paul Korn clued me in. He's like, why don't you throw something at it? And I was yeah. like, oh, that's a good, because I was trying to jump on this guy. And what I discovered is, because like, it's a weird boss. It's like essentially uh, a stone totem pole 
but instead of like carvings of like eagles and bears and shit on it, it it really looks like this game probably created the minions <laughs> because it's like <laughs> stone depictions of the minions, like mm-hmm. one on top of the other. And it's like the top would pop off and a gremlin would hop out. And then, yeah, like Stephen Michael said, pretty much just like bionic bionic man himself like across the across the screen and if he hits you 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 know you take one one life off of your one hit off of your hp and it's like what i discovered was like after paul told me that i was like well if i just chill next to the totem pole like really close and just time the throw for when he lands then i can at least take care of him that way and every time you kill one of the gremlins uh one of the stone totem pieces kind of like just disappears until there's none there and then you beat the boss Mm -hmm. yeah I did not have luck with the projectiles. I I never got close to the totem. I was just trying to hit him when he would land. But the problem is Mickey throws so slow, so yeah. painfully slow. I didn't get the timing down. What we found to work easiest was that as he would bounce, you, you kind of knew if you moved over to like three quarters of the left side of the screen, the way he would bounce, you could then jump and he would just jump right into your ass. Oh, really? Sounds weird to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. jump yeah. right awesome. into jump my in ass. Baby. I'm going to dress up like an yep. American doll, and you are going to jump into my ass. <laughs> so you give him your ass pennies. <laughs> so then you have all the power. Man, an ass pennies call out. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, Mickey is a power bottom. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, right. Which I don't know he's, what that makes He's pennies. a real Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel bad because we... Shout out Nerdy Thursday. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Everyone listening to this, I'm sure listens to Nerdy Thursday already. But if you don't, listen to Nerdy Since Thursday. Since I've started making that joke, and it's a joke, Mitch has not spoken to me at all. <laughs> <laughs> I asked Sean, does he know? Oh, yeah, he knows. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What? Mitch is Mitch is a uh, a good fucking dude, and it would take a lot more than that to hurt his feelings. I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would. I feel bad because we didn't mention the uh, the first boss that you fight in the Enchanted Forest, which is uh, generic store brand Wispy Woods. <laughs> yep. You get yep. to a giant tree, very much Kirby style, and uh, the tree's face comes out, and it's a log essentially that mm-hmm. rolls at you. Uh, and then whenever it like comes back and hits the tree, giant acorns fall out of the out, mm-hmm. out of the tree, and that's yep. pretty much it. <laughs> it's a very one, easy one, bite. If you can say anything interesting about this boss, one thing that uh, my buddy Brian and I learned was that if you actually hit him with projectiles, it takes several more hits than it does if you hit him with your ass. Really. At least that was our experience uh-huh. yeah, when we were trying to count it. Uh, unless we were completely off, yeah, it appeared as though the projectiles actually does less damage to the boss than if you just bounce on them. To be honest with you, more often than not, I kind of there were times in the game where I forgot that you could throw things <laughs> because it's <laughs> one of those things where it's just like, I don't know, I just get used to slamming things with my ass, and mm-hmm. it's just like I forget that I have apples to throw. Plus it feels good, so it's like, why change it? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, one of the other levels is uh, a gigantic study. Yeah, the library. The library, where you climb into gigantic milk bottles. Yep. It's I don't reasonable. know why. It doesn't really make sense why there are giant <laughs> milk bottles in the giant library. Uh-huh, you think uh-huh. you'd go into books or something, Gumby style. <laughs> But there's just random milk, just random milk bottles just lying about <laughs> that you go climbing into. Uh, and yeah, then the... it leads you to like a candy land. Yeah, the manual, I'm holding the manual right now. It, it makes it sound very intriguing. What does the manual so, say about it? 
It says, uh, I'll just read the last little section here under the library, but it says, what's inside the milk bottle? Perhaps another world? Step in and have a look. (laughs) It's like, oh, damn. All right. Well, let's do it. Things things are getting creepy in the milk bottle, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, I thought that this level was actually uh, a, probably the most difficult one because I forgot that this game has swinging mechanics. Uh, like, oh yeah, Mickey can jump on like a vine or a rope, and he'll swing. And while he's swinging, uh, he can—he's pretty much invincible. Any enemies yes. that come up to him, he'll—he'll he'll instantly destroy. I forgot that. So <laughs> there is a segment in the game where it's like you have to do three swings in a row. You're swinging off of like uh, like light switches, kind of deal. What do you call those dangly light switches? You know, the chains, the those pull cords. Yeah. yeah, the pull <laughs> cords. Thank you. And it's like one of those where it's like I'm swinging while planes, toy planes, are flying at me, and it's like I don't want to hit those planes, so I'm constantly dropping off of the pull cord so that I don't get hit. And then yeah. I I fucked up, and a plane hit me, and I destroyed it, and I was like, oh. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm invincible while I do this. <laughs> <laughs> that that section took me about a half hour the first time I got to it. No, oh, that makes me feel I a lot was, better. <laughs> oh, it was pathetic. I was like trying to swing and then jump off the rope to hit him with the ass to get uh-huh. to the and it fucking did not. None of it worked. No. Okay, good. Until I finally, until it took me a half hour though, until I randomly just ran into one accidentally and went, oh fuck, oh this is a lot, of, and then just went right across. Excellent. We had uh, we had very similar experiences then. Yeah. <laughs> That section took way too long. And That's then, about a five-second section. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, once you once you realize what you're supposed to do. And then the boss for that was uh, Giant Pink Dragon? Yeah, was it that uh, Pete? Yeah, it kind of looked like Pete. looks like Pete's, Pete's pink head on a, like a, what is the name? What's the Chinese dra- food dragon? On like a food dragon body? Uh-huh. I thought it kind of looked like, and I can't remember who it was, uh, someone in chat was like, it looks like a mean Madam Mim. From the Sword and the Stone, ah. which is oh. that's one of my jams as a kid. I know we've mm-hmm. talked about it on the show. Fuck yeah, when they fucking when Merlin and Arthur turn into squirrels, <laughs> like that break my heart. Yeah, that's the best. That's the best. <laughs> it's even better than when you turn into fish. <laughs> I I thought that was like I, honestly, like if you were to tell me what are the mechanics of that fight, my answer would be a dragon pokes its head out of the water, mm-hmm. milk. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then you butt slam it. Skim milk. Skim milk, yes. And then uh, that's it. I have no idea what the dragon does. Like, I don't even know how it harms you. Uh, because every time it would poke its head out, I'd just slam it with my butt. And uh, and then he's done. Or she. Yep. If you if you touch any part of it except for its head with your ass, you get damaged. Oh, okay. That's it. Yep. I did get hit on that ball several times because I'm not as good. <laughs> well, I'm a head guy, so I was just going okay. ahead every there time. <laughs> and uh, the last level is the uh, the castle, the castle proper, which throughout this entire game, this game like really felt like a Castlevania game. Like it, or I shouldn't oh, say yeah. that. It felt inspired, heavily inspired by Castlevania. Uh, sure. Because, I mean, there is, in the castle segment, there is very much a clock tower where you do jump from pendulum to pendulum. Uh, and there are also, essentially, uh, those planes I talked about earlier that are in the library are on, like, the same kind of, like, sine wave as the Medusa heads. Uh, but this level in particular has, like, I mean, it is a castle, 
So you are destroying sconces on the walls to get your fireballs. Uh, you're avoiding uh, armored knights who are throwing weapons that are very much, they feel very much like the, the cross uh, from Castlevania. Uh, so like this was kind of one of those where it like sealed the deal where it's like, yeah, man, I feel like they took a whole bunch from Castlevania. And at that point, I was like thinking to myself, is that why Mickey moves so slow? Like, is that why they made that decision? Because it's like... Simon moves slow in Castlevania and like and Trevor moves slow in Castlevania 3 where they just were the was Sega just like well Mickey this Belmont. is kind of what we're going for yeah Mickey Belmont interesting I mean it's still a bad decision but it makes yeah. sense <laughs> yes I agree <laughs> I want to see the ROM hack I want to see the Castle Illusion ROM hack where he actually moves at a reasonable pace yes yeah the I, I really enjoyed the castle. I didn't think it was too bad. The one part where you have to uh, get up on the gears and do a little bit of precise platforming, mm-hmm. while the gears are moving, so you move painfully slow, but the gears move kind of fast sometimes, and then you've got to like readjust to the platforming to get Mickey up and around. And, and then if you fall off, the good thing is, you know, you may fall down three levels, but you don't take any damage. You just, you know, as long as you don't hit an enemy. I'd almost rather take damage <laughs> because <laughs> one of those when I would fall and it was just like, oh, God damn it. I have to like go all the way back up there at this yep. speed. And it's like, meanwhile, mm. I'm being peppered by bats. Castlevania again. They're bats with a good like, bat peppering. Yeah. I mean, you got to love a good bat peppering. The bats. Oh, and the bats change fucking mechanics in that section. Right. The whole, the whole section before this game, right? Bats, they'll be like hanging and then they'll just be a straight line. Very right. predictable, very easy. Now these assholes will fucking change direction <laughs> on you. Right. And completely random. No way to tell what their actual pattern is going to be. And that fucked me over several times uh, during the platforming. And then there's some gears that are on like the left side of the screen. So you're like climbing up and then they, uh, they appear two pixels away from you, spawn out of nowhere. Knock. It was just like, what a pain in the ass. It was, it was the worst segment in the game, I think. And it's like, yeah, for sure. Like to build on to the bats. I mean, like now all of a sudden they have variable speed too, because it's like some of the bats would go slower than other ones. So it was one of those where it's like, okay, I just have to memorize which bats go fast and which bats go slow. Uh, and they all have, I get, weirdly, they all have Pete's face on it. <laughs> like, they all have Pete's face. But it's like if Pete worked at Chippendales because he's got this like. Each of these bats are good for one pump. There we go. <laughs> Yep, look like Bluto. <laughs> yeah, so I have no idea. I mean, I feel like that was a weird decision. Uh, I feel like maybe if one bat had Pete's face, it'd be different, <laughs> but it, all of them do. <laughs> it really raises a question, like, is is Pete fucking bats? Like, oh, yeah. what is... Yeah, man. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah. the canon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Got a hole, right? There aren't any other good yeah. cats for him to fuck, because Pete's a cat, right? I guess Pete's a cat. It really sounds like Pete's a cat. Pizza cat. <laughs> Pizza yeah. Samurai Pizza cat. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Uh, and then uh, another part of this game uh, in this level uh, where I feel like there's a super cheap death. Uh, there is this goo that uh, you have to take like a leap of faith. And th- there are several leaps of faith in this game that I, and I really don't like that. I think that's like poor design. But there's only I feel like one of them that like really fucks you up. And uh, there's this goo in the castle level where if you touch it, you instantly die. And uh, it's oh, it, yeah. there's like a falling platform, and it's like if you don't know that there's goo at the bottom of this 
falling platform, you're going to die. Uh, and it's like, you have to not only know that there's goo at the bottom, but you have to know like which way to go off the platform. Like, dude, you which jump direction? left or right? Exactly. Cause if you jump the wrong way, you're falling into the goo, which <laughs> I assume is, uh, the, the same stuff from, uh, who framed Roger rabbit, uh, which absolutely annihilates yes. tunes. <laughs> yes. The dip. My dip. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, my cheap section was just before that part where there's like that little ramp so you can actually run down it. But I, and so as you're running down it, there's goo right at the bottom and you have to jump over. But it's the only time Mickey moves fast at all. Right. So I was just like, oh yeah, just run down it, no big deal. Straight into it. I was like, oh yeah, damn Yeah, because you're it. not used to it. The same shit happened yeah. to me too. And it's like, what's crazy frustrating about games like this is where it's like, honestly, the first time I encountered that ramp, I did it fine because it was just like a reflex. Uh, okay. and, but it's like every time after that, I'm like overthinking it because it's like, okay, I know this ramp is coming up and I know I got to nail this jump or I'm going to die immediately. And it's just like after that, it was just like death after death after death. Yeah, that's so funny because that section screwed me over with the running. But when I went to the platform and as it was dropping, I knew that there was going to be that yeah. shit at the bottom of it. I fucking, and I assumed because of the way the castle was that I was going to have to jump left. That it was going to turn. So I just, yeah. I yeah, just luckily ended up hitting that section without an issue. That's smart, man. Because like that probably ate up the most time uh, in my run. I think the speed run on this game is like just a bit over seventeen minutes. Wow. I, yeah, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but it's like it's believable, you know, and I didn't watch any speed runs, but it's like it's yeah, not sure. it's not a long game and I feel like if you know everything about it, like in I mean, it's really only I mean, there are seven of the rainbow gems that you have to collect, but I mean, seriously, there's only one, two, three, four, like five levels. So, uh it's kind of one of those I feel like you could burn through pretty quick. Yeah, I'm I love watching speedruns. I never really attempted any myself other than like the original Super Mario Bros. But the uh this game actually I could see myself giving it a shot because it's just easy enough and would require just enough skill to be interesting where it would be satisfying to get through it without getting hit or out losing a life. Just see how fast you could do it. Yeah. I mean it seems it's one of those where it does seem doable. But I don't know if yeah. I I know like seventeen minutes, I feel like that is like that is a commitment. Oh sure. Uh, I thought the game for a Genesis game, which I always give the Sega Genesis shit for its sound, uh, but for the most part, I thought this game sounded pretty good. Uh, I, I feel like some of the some of the songs were clunkers, like uh, the storm level uh, is one hundred percent not the theme to Indiana Jones. It's one of those where it's like, we changed a few notes, but you know what we're going for. It's like Conan O'Brien, yeah. like, what copyrighted song are we almost playing? <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, and then there's uh, later on, like, it kind of like, there's one track, I think, in the ca- somewhere in the castle where it kind of gets into that really, like, metallic sound that I kind of associate with the Sega Genesis. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, I thought they did a really good job. Uh, I-, I think a lot of, like, the music, uh, like, the boss music, I think, is like, I believe the kids call it a certified banger yes quite <laughs> for certain yeah the music to me it was fine across the board uh there's nothing too memorable really that sticks out of my head but uh it was enjoyable you know as we were going through it the big thing for me is just the graphics i thought that those were awesome and i don't believe the music holds up to that that kind of standard of art 
Yeah, no, I agree. And I think like the the art is really nice because it's like there are several like even like there are segments where uh, Mickey is run over by something like in the Enchanted Forest, he's run over by a huge apple. And uh, they take the time to like actually make individual sprites for when he is smashed, like as opposed to like just hit by an enemy because he like kind of gets like flat and kind of like waves through the air like Mm. a like a feather falling or something like that. I thought that was a nice touch. And he's got oh, an, for sure. an idle animation, which is nice. And um, I mean, it's it's kind of one of those where he's doing the uh, the cuphead thing, where he's just swinging. He's like rocking on his feet, swinging <laughs> his hips. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I thought I thought that was nice. I could tell that like I could tell that they cared enough to uh, put some thought in into the the art and the in the sound. I just wish the game played better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this definitely isn't like a quick cash grab game. This was, I think, some care really did go into it as well. So, Tyler, tell me about the remake, because I have not played it. Does it sound anything like what we've talked about? It does. Okay. It does. Because, like, the remake's 2.5D, is that right? It's kind of like... It has its 3D moments. Okay, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So I would say that the the 3D remake, 2D, 3D, the the remake, which I would really call more of a re-envisioning of this game, is pretty fucking great. Really? Yeah. That's kind of that's surprising to hear. If you in any way enjoyed the Genesis version, yeah. you will fucking love really? this version. So okay, so what, what do you like fantastic. so much about it? Well, Mickey is he's he's still a little slow, but he's sped up to an acceptable pace. Okay, that's already uh-huh. you're checking a box. Make Mickey faster. Check platform. Perfect. The platforming is very solid. Like I enjoyed every every bit of it. Uh, it plays because the the gems you get in every level unlock doors as you progress. Um, the really the animation and the music remind me a lot of Fable. Really, as odd as that might sound. Really, I love the music of Fable. The music is the music especially, but it felt like you were in like some kind of Fable verse. To be now, perfectly honest, do you know if they are like the same tracks from the Genesis version that are redone? I or? do not. Okay, all right. I'm curious about that. But I mean. Because it's not like DuckTales, I feel like that is a remake of the DuckTales NES game. The Castle of Illusion is a re-envisioning where they take all of the elements and add enough new and cool stuff that it is a different game okay. in the same spirit of the original Castle of Illusion. Okay. Because it does lots of perspective switches to where you'll go where you're first person like or third person facing running from things and evading things and then going the other way for different like levels where you these cards build up in the Toyland level and it's just it's it's all very well done and beautiful. Is it a long game? About three hours. Really? Okay. Yeah. All I right. saw it I saw a speed run in thirty five minutes. I'm gonna. I sounds like I need to check it out. If you, yeah, if you in yeah, any too. way enjoyed sure. this game, yeah, no, it's definitely worth checking out. It's very, very good. Cool. Do you uh, is, is miserable and everything? Like, is the story the same? It's everything, everything's the story is the exact same. Just the levels play out a little differently. Can you explain the ending to me? <laughs> well, I know. I believe because you get the five crystals to form like a rainbow that makes a bridge over to where you fight miserable, who has already siphoned some of. Minnie's youth away, so she's youthful when you fight her, um, which that fight was a little d- more different than uh, the other fights in the game that are, have more of a 2D element, except for the clown, the Jack, the jack in the Box. Uh-huh. 
because that'll shift to sort of an overhead-ish view to where it is spinning all over the place and you're jumping and evading it. And, oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah. seen that section. Yeah, and then whenever it actually comes out of its box, then it switches back to 2D. I got you. So they do they do a lot of stuff like that. And it's they really well good, done. They do a good job with it because it yeah. sounds like that could be like really disorienting. Because there's a scene uh, where you are running from a giant apple a la Indiana Jones uh-huh. coming down and then uh, the fight with... Uh, the tree is very interesting because it's not completely 2D. Like whenever he will go up and go into the background slightly whenever he rolls past you and forward. It's very well done. Cool. I'll so, check it out. I mm-hmm. I might own it. <laughs> I hope that I do. I, I bet you do. Because I know, because we talked about doing this like uh-huh. years A long ago. Time ago. But sometimes when we talk about doing it, I'm like, well, I'll just wait until we're actually going to yeah. do it and then mm. I will buy it. <laughs> Because otherwise, like, because that's I, the only reason I own it. <laughs> I am like totally in this state of like, I've been doing a really good job this year where it's like, if I'm not going to play a game immediately, I'm not fucking buying it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't care if it's on sale because that's always what gets me, like a Steam mm-hmm. sale or something, where it's like, well, I could pick this up for $2. I'm not really saving any money if I never fucking play that game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, totally. But I mean, what yeah. you, you get once you beat Ms. Rebel and get Minnie's youth and free her and. Yeah, to my knowledge, that's just where it goes. Does the does like that cloaked figure show up or anything? Like, is he even in the game? Do you recall? I don't remember. Okay, I'm just curious, like what role he plays. Because I mean, when you so, know the not the shadow Mickey, it's not who you're talking about. No, I don't even know about a shadow Mickey. See, the shadow Mickey is in. He's he like kicks you into the bottles in the library, like the milk bottles. Uh huh. Because there's like a shadow Mickey who's playing pranks on you that tricks you into going into. All these different places in the library. Do you eventually fight him or anything? Like no, okay. I don't, so I don't really know what was going on. He was not a new boss. If he's an optional boss, I don't know about him. Yeah. But he's like the ruby weapon of yeah. uh, <laughs> of Mickey Mouse Castle Illusion. Yeah, interesting. I I got I'll have to check it out. So yeah, I completely like encourage anybody if you enjoy this game, it's it's worth it. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to pick it up and give it a shot because just adding that little bit of extra speed alone, I think is gonna be worth checking it out. Yeah, and I should have checked. I mean, honestly, I'm over here like, I wish there was a ROM hack of the game where Mickey was faster, but I didn't even check. That might exist, because it's like, the ROM hacking community is really fucking cool, and it's like, more often than not, like, there are ROM hacks, there are like ROM hacks for really obscure games, Mm -hmm. even, where it's like, oh, this is cool. And like, my favorite ones are where they're like, I really like this game, but it needs some improvements, and we've gone ahead and made those improvements. The game may be fixed now, but I know originally it was locked in at 30 frames per second on the PC. And then the the modding community made patches to up it to 60. So I don't know if eventually they made it where you could do that, but I know there's a way you can play it on, on Steam at 60 FPS. Awesome. Yeah, you. we all might own this game if uh, you're a PS Plus member because apparently back in April of 15, they released it for free to the PlayStation Plus members. Oh. Yeah, I might have it then. Hmm. So it might be in one of the download queues available. I'm going to check. I'm assuming that was probably for PS, PS3, right? I believe so. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much, as far as, like, mm-hmm. the game goes, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. Um, what do you think of the final fight? Oh, the final fight. Against yeah. Miserable. We should probably yeah. talk about that. Um, well, we actually skipped the the boss right before. Oh, however. my God, you're right. Uh, which yep. is like, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, well, we're done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see you later, everybody. Uh, yeah, the final boss, uh, well, the boss before the final boss is, uh, I guess, a giant? who 
his wielding some kind of weapon, which I thought was a sword. I couldn't tell what he, what it was. Um, yeah, like a bat or a club, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't tell either. Something like that, because he like keeps it like I guess in a sheath or something on his back. And it's like, like hiding it from you. Right. And it's cause it's like, and it totally works. Cause like the first time I, the first time I encountered him, I was like, well, I don't know what to do. So I guess I'm going to start figuring out this boss fight by trying to jump on him, uh, slamming him with my butt. Like I do. And, uh, the moment I do, it's like, Oh, I can't do that. It, it, it hurts. I, every time I try to butt slam him, it doesn't feel good anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he somehow puts his arm up over his head, gets his fist right there. And then landing on that's not so good. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't land on someone's fist. That's a that's the first rule of butt slamming. <laughs> well, I mean it's so. it's a more advanced move, right. really. Yeah, you got to work up to you it. You got to work. Yeah, <laughs> Mickey can probably do it in the second game. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's more experienced. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a few more. He's got a few more rings on the inside. Uh, but like, <laughs> it's one of those where it's like if it's kind of like a, a weird. Mike Tyson's punch out kind of fight because it's like the giant has a, a tell. Uh, he'll eventually, when he's close enough to you, he'll swing whatever that weapon is at you. And while it's in the attack position, you can jump on his head. Yep. And every time and he's. His, I'm sorry, go ahead, please. I was going to say his tell is a smile. Right. So, like, as soon as you figure that out, this boss is simple. Yeah. You literally just get close to him, wait till he smiles, immediately jump on his head, and you're done. Like there's no, there's zero challenge to it. As soon as you figure that out. And he gets, every time you hit him, he gets more red, which I thought was oh, yeah. kind of neat. Like that's a, yeah, that was cool. it's a neat thing because it's like, especially in older games like this, I always like it when a, in a like when an enemy or a boss has like some kind of sign that you're dealing damage to them. Uh, sure. and, and I feel like this boss fight, even though it was easy, I agree with you, uh, is well designed in that regard because it's like nothing is more frustrating to me when I'm playing a, a retro game and it's like, I have no idea if I'm damaging this boss or not. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And how many more hits do you possibly have? You know, oh, I've hit him three times. All right. It's not a Mario game. Right. Exactly. Five times. Nope. Still not still there. Yeah. You know. Uh, and it also it harkens back to like uh, like one of my favorite things. I remember being a kid and playing the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. I loved how the enemies would start, the bosses would start flashing red. Like when you're fighting oh, yeah. Bebop and Rocksteady and April's burning apartment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I remember the first time I fought them and it's like, oh, they're flashing red. That must mean that they're almost dead. And then they flash faster and faster. And it's just like, that's one of those like memories that I'll, like one of those gaming memories that I'll, I'll never forget. Yeah, that that literally is my favorite game of all time. Is it really? Oh yeah, I actually I had the stand up arcade machine Whoa. for several years. Yeah, I just ended up selling it last year, I believe, uh, just to make space for you know the retro consoles and games. But yeah, Was I've it? got a. I like it on the NES better, to be honest, because that's what I played it mostly. Mm-hmm. I grew up super poor, so like I had very limited exposure to the actual arcade when I was a kid. So I did get to play it some, but like, I don't think I ever got past the second level, you know, in the actual arcades. I would always get in trouble for blowing my entire allowance in uh, the span of 30 minutes playing that game. <laughs> yeah. I'm, and I'm being generous with 30 minutes. It was probably more like 10. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> like, well, there goes $5. <laughs> 
Yeah, my first real experience to that arcade game, not to get too off track, is on the Xbox 360. They actually yes. released it. They re- they released that, Simpsons, a remake to Turtles in Time, which is no longer available. But I actually still have all that on my Xbox 360. And I got a uh, an arcade stick, so it's like pretty much playing in the arcade. So I played the hell out of those games. Yep, I did the same thing. I've got one of the the Hori arcade sticks, uh, and that is yep. totally how I played uh, the Turtles arcade game on Xbox Live. Uh, yep. And Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which is one of my favorite beat 'em ups. We've got to do that. Yeah, we have to do that. Never played it. Oh man, it's so good. It's really, really good. Do you like River City Ransom by any chance? Oh yeah, love okay. it. Then you would, uh, you'd, you'd probably like Scott Pilgrim yeah. versus the World, and it's like heavily influenced by that game. Okay. Yeah. No, it sounds great. I'll add it to the backlog of about thousand games. Yeah, I know. I get. I get it. <laughs> Trust me, I get it. You've got more to play yeah. than I do. <laughs> oh Lord, it's it's a problem for sure. I keep I keep telling myself that. Yeah, as soon as I retire, I'll be able to get through it. Yeah, I'm never gonna fucking happen. <laughs> I guess the only thing we have left to talk about in the game is uh, the final the final boss, uh, which is Miserable slash uh, Maleficent. Uh, you when you confront her, Minnie is in a bubble. And uh, it looks like she's about to get uh, body swapped or something. And then <laughs> Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. Ooh. Yes, thank you for correcting. That's the proper terminology. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, essentially, uh, it's a way easier fight than I expected. I, I did die. It took me like two, probably two fights to figure it out. Uh, but she summons spirits, I guess, that like encircle her. And then she sends them out uh, in multiple directions. But the pattern's the same every time it just uh where she appears on the stage changes but other than that i mean you pretty much just butt slam her i think like five or six times and uh she's done it only took me three times we believe i need to go back and count yeah because so my buddy brian and i we were playing and we get to her and i hit her twice and, I'm, and i pause it i'm like oh dude you should record like the final fight like yeah. this could be cool yeah i saw i you know, saw that so, video on the group that was great oh did you yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah we were pretty we were pretty tanked up at that point <laughs> but uh so i unpause the game i hit her one more time fall through the platform get kicked off to the side i'm like oh sweet like this is going to be you know multiple phase second like here form. we go yep second form yeah that three hits cool all right let's do this and then it goes to the you know the final flying away from the castle and i'm like are you kidding I me know. three times what that this is, is the easiest longer. fight in the whole game it's longer it's much longer in the, yeah. in the remake yeah. it needs to be longer it's difficult because i was also surprised that like she didn't have a second form because it was like very much like you Stephen michael it was like all right here we go it's time for the second form and it's like oh we're escaping from the castle on that <laughs> that cloaked man's broom <laughs> and then the game yeah, very strange it essentially ends with uh you landing where you st- first entered the castle and Mickey and Minnie hold hands and start spinning like they did at the beginning of the game, except it is like yep. just in reverse. <laughs> yep. And then they roll credits. And then, yeah, that's it. And then you get a little special thing at the end. Uh, you see the screen flashes rapidly, giving everybody a seizure. And yeah. uh, it is revealed that the whole time Mickey and Minnie we're watching this game being played in a theater alongside many other mm. mice. 
Do they do yep. that in the remake? <laughs> I didn't see it, Good. but I also didn't. I didn't. I didn't finish it. I had to watch. I watched videos for the for the entirety of it. Yeah, because again, because Smash Brothers. So yeah, even yeah. even <laughs> hitting Smash. Pretty Fuck hard. yes. Yeah. Fuck yes. Smash is life at the moment. I'm yeah. almost done with the World of Light. I just have a little God, bit more. Man, I am so not almost done with it. I'm not even half. I haven't even cleared half of the the squares needed to finish World of Light. I think I have three. Three spirits left to collect in the world of light. Nice, and I'm then good. wow, so many, so many. I'm yeah, an idiot. I, I'm playing even hard. Started that. Oh, because I'm not all the characters. So I'm not even there yet. I think I have like probably nine more uh, characters to unlock. Not you know outside of the world of light. See, but you're training like yeah. uh, Rock Lee. You've got your wetted clothes on in hard modes. So when you go up against everybody else in the Tadpog Nation, you take that shit off. I'm that's my that's my theory. But it's like now that I'm like balls deep into it i'm like uh, i've committed to this and i don't feel like it's actually going to help me because it's like i'm playing in world of light i'm not playing like with the tournament rules the tadpog tournament rules mm-hmm. you know so it's, i'm gonna get r- raffle stomped it's gonna be a nightmare <laughs> we'll see we'll see yeah we'll yeah see. We'll see. uh is there anything else that you guys would like to say about uh castle of illusion before we uh before we move on Nothing offhand that I can think of. <laughs> Pick it up for Other less than the than... final boss just being too damn easy. <laughs> yeah, it's really my only that and her in Mickey's speed. Yeah, it's so so slow. If you pick up the remake for less than like nine bucks, then I think it's a it's a good thing that everybody should look into. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to do it. I'm I'm actually gonna commit to myself doing it uh, next week because this week I'm too damn busy. But yeah, before before January, I definitely want to get to it. Stephen Michael, would you recommend this game to somebody? Recommend it at its price point or recommend it in general? I would say in general. In general, I would I would actually yes, I would recommend it simply because I think that the art direction and the level design, relatively speaking, it's it's worth investing a couple hours of your time to play something that probably has to have a cult classic following, I would assume if they remastered the game and came up with the whole thing and you know obviously it's disney game so if you're a fan of that mm-hmm. get used to the controls you know get used to the speed and yes i think it is worth playing checking out for sure i would recommend it too but just barely <laughs> because it just is barely. yeah i mean i agree like it, it it's a good looking game and i think it sounds really good and i do think if you're a disney fan for sure check it out um but it's one of those where it's like I don't know. It, 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 the length is just right because honestly, if it was any longer, I think if I couldn't finish this game in one sitting, I wouldn't finish it. Uh, I yeah. think I think I would be like I'd play through in one sitting and be like, okay, I experienced that game. <laughs> no time to move on to another game that I like more. Yeah. But you've already beaten it, and you plan on going back for the achievements. I know. It's so true. what's that tell you? I know. I'm willing to go back for the achievements. I think, honestly, what that's telling me is that I just want those two achievements. <laughs> <laughs> but I am willing There's to go nothing back. nothing to do with the game. Right. I mean, if the game – I don't think this is a bad game. And and honestly, I was really worried that we were going to have a hard time talking about this game because when we have – when on episodes where we're talking about a game that's kind of middling – I feel like we have to work really hard to talk about it. And I kind of feel like that's where this game falls. I I don't think it's a great game. I also don't think it's a bad game. I think it's somewhere in between. Uh, So it's kind of tough because it's like, I guess the main reason I wouldn't recommend it is just because I feel like there's so many other great uh, retro games to play, uh, where it's like, I guess if you've already played all of those, then yeah, then, then play Castle of Illusion. 
Do you guys have any achievements? I do. I have uh, I have three achievements that came from Twitch chat. I've I been, just have one. Uh, let's start with you, Stephen Michael. Please go ahead. Okay. So mine um, is going to be Tom Arnold would be impressed. <laughs> I don't. You guys probably don't get this reference, that's but a, at any rate, what? That's a two it, dudes uh, reference. Yeah, yeah, two dudes in an S. Tom Arnold, uh, unofficial mascot. So Tom Arnold would be impressed is to beat the game on normal without dying. That's it. Simple, short, and sweet. I don't know that I could do that. Not yet. <laughs> Not until I train. I'm giving up Smash Brothers. I think Brothers. I could. I think I could. <laughs> you probably could. I mean, you guys were, I mean, it sounds like you were pretty sauced and you got through the game handily. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one I'm as telling well. you. What you got, Tyler? Uh, mine is Riff Rat, Riff Raff, Street Rat. Riff Raff, Street, Street Rat. Rat. Is that a Heathcliff reference? It's from Aladdin. Aladdin, damn it. Aladdin. <laughs> Riff Raff was a character in Heathcliff. <laughs> I want to let the record show. <laughs> and uh, you unlock Riff Raff, Street Rat. By throwing a hundred apples, like yes. you do in the Super Nintendo version of Aladdin. Aladdin. Yes, man. Thank you. Or can you alternatively unlock that achievement if you play with Steve from Full House? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got three achievements. Uh, the first of which is coming from uh, Faceful of Alien Wing Wong on Twitch. Uh, it's a secret to everyone. And in order to unlock It's a Secret to Everyone, you need to play this game and wonder why so many people love this piece of shit. (laughs) 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 This game does have, I mean, like, this game when it came out was reviewed very well. Uh, And I honestly think it's because it came out in 1990. I feel like if this game had come out, like, in 92, it wouldn't have been received nearly as well. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a piece of its time. from its time period. Yeah. And I mean, it's pre Super Mario World, too. So, I mean, it's like it's beating out, you know, it's just getting in at the right time, I feel like. Makes me want to pop in that World of Illusion just to see if they kind of fixed some Ooh. of the issues. Yeah, that, you is, know? That, is a, that is a good idea. I'm curious what they've done. Because if they didn't fix those issues, uh, then I feel like that's a major, uh, major misstep. Oh, for sure. Uh, second achievement I've got comes from Mallort Mike of MacTac, uh, which is uh, Mike and Kyle talk about cops. It's a wonderful podcast. If you're not listening to it already, <laughs> please check it out. Uh, they're both really funny, and their uh, production values are very high. Uh, I think you you would enjoy it. Uh, M- Mike's achievement is, what is a mouse? In order to unlock what is a mouse, <laughs> you need to find a miserable pile of secret area. <laughs> because this game nice. does have some secret areas to it. Uh, which, honestly, like for the most part, I didn't find on my first playthrough. Like when I'd replay a level, it's kind of where I'd start feeling confident and poking around mm-hmm. and seeing what I could find. And without saying too much, just to hint around about it, the guys of MacTac have a, a new project they're working on that sounds fucking amazing and they have pulled us into it to be a part of it and i'm very excited for it and to see where it goes i think it's going to be great so please look look forward to that thing yeah of which i will say no more about stay tuned when that becomes when that becomes like a thing uh we'll let you know or they will (laughs) so that's true uh, and the third achievement I got is coming from Zal on Twitch. Uh, his full name is Zal Knopp. Uh, he's a great streamer on Twitch. You guys should check him out if you're if you're Twitch viewers. Uh, and that's X A L N O P. I feel like that's worth saying because uh, that X can go either way. Uh, his achievement is. And the title, I'm sorry, the title is by Doc Coyote. The achievement is Zal's. The title is Doc Coyote's. Dark Mickey Morphosis. <laughs> <laughs> And in order to unlock Dark Mickey Morphosis, uh, you need to 
uncover the truth that the Castle of Illusion is actually Castlevania. The one and only Dracula's Castle, <laughs> which moves through place and time. Mm-hmm. It can take any form that it wants. <laughs> it can take any of uh, it can take any form of electricity or spiritual form that it <laughs> so damn pleases, and that includes uh, the Magic Kingdom. Damn. Yeah, nice. I like it. Makes sense. And that's pretty much that's pretty much all I've got as far as achievements go. Okay. Cool. 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 Tyler. Yes, Dave. I have a couple questions for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you were to give this game a beard that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of beard would it be and why? Um, the the original game. We're talking about the original game because since I went through the remake, uh, you can do you can do. I want to do the original for sure, but if you want to do both, I'm good with that. I know that's like double beard. <laughs> okay, well I'll do I'll do uh, I'll do beard for the remake. Okay, which so uh, the beard I would give it is uh, what King King Triton's beard from the Little Mermaid, <laughs> in its flowy white majesty. Okay, because it's uh, you like the remake mm-hmm. and uh, King Triton definitely he's got an impressive ass beard. He got a good beard. And he's he's the he's uh, it alludes that he's the son of. Poseidon, so and he never pops a boner. No, uh, no fish boners. Unlike other characters in the in the movie, which I know people <laughs> say is debunked, but I'm sorry that priest totally pops a boner. <laughs> you could tell yeah. yourself whatever you want. You could show me whatever quote evidence unquote that you'd like to. Uh, that fucking priest pops a boner. <laughs> That's the Mike Matei. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, Tyler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you were to give this game a pair of glasses. That sums up how you feel about it. What kind of glasses would you give it? Uh, to piggyback off Stephen, I would give it the glasses of one Tom Arnold. Because ah. I oh. feel like it's pretty average. Pretty average. His Just his glasses or Tom Arnold in general? Well, Tom Arnold in general and the, the Genesis version of this game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair. I never understood Tom Arnold as it's a kid. It's pretty okay and has its moments. Yeah. He's I, funny in Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> and the, the older I get... For whatever reason, the funnier Tom Arnold is to me. Like when I was a kid, like I did not like Tom Arnold at mm-hmm. all. Uh, like even in like, because who does he play in Roseanne? I can't even remember. Oh, he's what's his name's? He's like Dan's best friend, and he's married to. We're failing on Roseanne trivia. Yeah, shame on us. <laughs> <laughs> but I always hated it. I always hated the episodes he was on. <laughs> I do have a couple more questions. Uh, the first of which is, I think Stephen Michael's going to do really well on this. Uh, so I'm going to ask you first, Tyler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I want to know how much this game is on average, uh, according to PriceCharting.com. Loose. $11. $11? Okay. Stephen Michael, how much do you think this game is loose on average, according to PriceCharting.com? Oh, uh, let's see. Well, I know what I paid for a complete copy. So I would say, I'm going to say the average price is $11.50. All right. So we got 11 and 11.50. Um, actual retail value of Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse loose on pricecharting.com at the time of this recording is $17.47, mm. which is more than I would pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I paid more than that for it. <laughs> uh, Your collector's different. Yeah, if you don't mind me asking, how much was the how much was the uh, the full the full Monty? So on eBay, I actually got my eBay account pulled up here. I bought it on September 25th of this year, and I got it for 
twenty nine dollars and seventy five cents. All right. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like good. yeah. I mean, that's only like twelve dollars more than it is loose on average. So. Yeah. So to to have it at would you say seventeen something? Seventeen and some change. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. So, I mean. I so I personally like NES, Super Nintendo, all that kind of stuff. I collect loose, not a big deal. But for whatever reason, I cannot collect Genesis or Master Systems games without at least the box. And to go from those boxes are much easier to, to be intact. So. Yeah, for real. Yeah. What do you know? What the the CIB price is? Uh, you know what? I don't. But I'm happy to look that up. Uh, I've just got the loose. I would assume it's probably around thirty dollars. You know, I got it for a quarter under that, but. You know, to go from 17 to 30, I think to get the, and I got it with the box and the manual. So I think it'd be worth picking that up because the box is very nice. The back of the box, you know, and the actual manual is fairly well done. Um, it goes into some good detail. It gives you a lot. I don't know if you guys like manuals or not, but I'm kind of a nerd about that where I truly enjoy reading the manuals before I actually play the game and kind of check out the artwork and any control things in it. Then you have you know, to read I, I really the, that. the home improvement manual yeah. for the Super Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, real men don't need instructions. <laughs> right, uh, across the top. The average case and box price uh, that I'm showing on PriceCharting.com. It sounds like you got a deal, uh, at least a little bit. Uh, the average is thirty-two dollars and ninety-eight cents. Wow, saved three twenty-three. Yes, nice. uh, and the new price is eighty-two thirty-two. Eighty-two, thirty-two. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's one thing I never understand is why like new collectors like why like I enjoy the art of the boxes and the cartridges and all that up on the shelf and I think they look great. But what the hell is the difference between complete and new? Like why does that matter to you? Coming from a guy who I own several new games, but just by happenstance. Sure. Um, you know, I own like Super Star Wars and Perfect Dark and a couple other ones, which are not very expensive new, but. I've never really understood that trend of why, what, what's the point of owning it? I could understand, sealed. like for me, like if there was a game that I loved, you know, I, I, I think it would be cool to own a new, a new copy of that game, but I can't imagine like, I can't imagine having multiple new copies, uh, you know, seeking them out and paying the money for them. Like the money's like the real thing. Uh, I sure. guess it's kind of one of those things where it's like, um, some people just I, I I would wanna like be like, Oh, I like this game so much that I'm willing to sacrifice this much money in order to prove it. <laughs> See, I think it's human nature to want things other people don't have and to feel special. So new games are another level of rarity and luxury that people can tack on perceived value sure. just so they can like, oh you've got it complete. Well I've got it oh, I've got it brand, brand new. new. Never but you don't have yeah. this. Yeah. Right. You can never yep. you can sell that one all day. This one will never be like this again. Right. Like it's just yeah. a level of bullshit for people to feel more important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, to me that just if that's the thought process, that's kind of douchey because like my collection is for me and me only. Like some people would scoff at it because I have so many loose games. You know, the complete in-box collectors are like, oh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Collector's Quest. Mm -mm. Uh, Johnny Ayuchi, awesome podcast, awesome show. But he's a complete in-box collector, and he scoffs at, you know, loose cartridges on their own. Yeah, um, because that's his perceived way to be better. <laughs> so. Yeah, he. but yeah, for me, 
Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. My collection's for me. I, if nobody, if I, so people have been talking about like a video game crash forever now, you mm-hmm. know, at least the past several years. And if it happens, I would be happy as hell because all I would do is fill out my collection. Yeah. Because my collection to me, like, you know, my high end games worth hundreds and hundreds of dollars, that shit could all be worth $5 tomorrow. It doesn't make a damn difference to me. It just means that I'm going to end up going and buying more shit. You're going to be able to finish your collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, at a hell of a deep discount right. compared to what it's costing me now. Yeah, I never really, uh, other than the games that I had like as a kid, I haven't been a really big collector. It's been one of those things where I've been interested in getting into it, but it's also, uh, man, I don't, I don't have that, I don't have that disposable income at the moment. So it's like I'm also one of those guys where it's like, yeah, if that, uh, if the NES uh, game bubble pops, uh, I'm gonna get a whole bunch of games too on the cheap instead of you know paying some paying some real money for them. Yeah, no, it makes sense. For me, it just comes down to I've always liked collecting things, you know, like now I'm at the point where the NES in the NES lifespan or like rather collection where I'm at like around 100 games left to go. So now all of the games are starting to get up to 40, 50 bucks or more. Sure. Uh, So it's like it's slow going. You know, I usually buy a few a month anyways. But now it's like, okay, well, what can I get on the Super Nintendo? Well, yeah, I can get a shitload of games for under ten bucks. Uh-huh. And what about the sixty-four? Even more games under ten bucks. So it's like, all right, cool. So then I'm kind of filling that niche of, or that need rather. Uh, I don't know if it's like an OCD thing where it's just like, oh yeah, it's just cool to have them. But really, the NES to me is the big thing. And then kind of getting these other ones just on the cheap as I go is cool. And then I started collecting Nintendo Power just because you can get those cheap. And the Nintendo Powers are amazing. I don't know if you guys ever messed around with those, but to go back and read the articles and look at them, I get a ton of nostalgia out of the. And I never had a Nintendo Power subscription. Yeah, me neither. I've gone back and I've, I've read a lot of the scans. Um, okay. And it's like Nintendo Power is one of those other things where it's been like, yeah, it'd be really cool to collect those. Uh, and I mean, honestly, even from like a, a design standpoint, because I'm a graphic designer and it's like the design in Nintendo Power is not great but they do some like <laughs> like the art direction is pretty cool because it's like back when they were doing like the like the the photography model covers you know like the like the clay looking style like the modeling like the clay. yeah i mean that's sure. some really cool shit like i mean someone was paid to make that and not only yeah. make it but then photograph it i mean there's like some really that's really really cool uh i i never even thought about it from that perspective i wonder if that still exists somewhere i mean i don't know that's a really or, good question because it's like you don't i don't really see stuff like that and if it does exist like i do know that like uh for example like retronauts uh like i know like they're a podcast that, and they do custom art for each of their episodes and it's like that's really cool and I, and by custom art i don't mean like you know they're not pulling sprites or you know clipping things out from box art and stuff like i do i mean they're like actually there's an illustration for every episode and i i guess that might be like the the closest analog that i know of Okay. Yeah, that's like the original Angry Video Game Nerd, you know, when Mike's drawn all these. Yeah, where every, it's all custom hand-drawn art pieces. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that's amazing. Uh, It's, I mean, it's really like, to me, like that's a testament where it's like, man, like back in those early Nintendo Power days where it's like someone like really, really cared about this and it's like cared enough to like pay for production and stuff like that. So yeah, Nintendo Power, I think is, uh, I mean, a wonderful magazine, but I'm totally just like, I mean, I'll look through scans, but I don't, I don't actually own any Nintendo Powers. Yeah. 
Uh, I do have uh, 10 more questions for you guys. Fuck yeah. If, if you're interested. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, we do Let's have do a it. quiz that came in from uh, Quizmaster Bovine Bear Matt. Uh, this quiz is entitled Mickey or Minnie or Both. Uh, the description for the quiz is Speaks for Itself. I give 10 clues. You must guess the correct answer. It'll either be Mickey, Minnie, or Both. Are you ready to begin? Hell yeah. Let's do it. We're all non-believers as far as Mickey goes, so this <laughs> yep. might be rough. Yep. <laughs> we're going to do great. We're yeah. going to do great. Well, we're gonna, this is going to be fantastic. We're going to nail it. All right. First question, Dave Style, has an uncle named Mortimer? I would hope that's not both. Not both of because them. Because then they're in an incest situation. <laughs> I, feel like that, I feel like that's Mickey. It's probably Mickey, right? I feel like I've seen that. Like sense. It's kind of used to be all about the Mickey Mouse clubhouse. Yeah. So that's where I will drive most of my knowledge, and I feel like he visited Mortimer Mouse. All right. So Mortimer? Let's do it. Okay, let's lock it in. It's fucking Minnie. Oh, damn. It's fucking Minnie. Okay. Damn it. All right, so far I'll do a great start. <sighs> That one was just to throw the audience off to yeah. not really let them know about our knowledge. Yeah, yeah. that's probably it. <laughs> I'm sure these are going to get super easy. Uh, next question. Originally appeared in Steamboat Willie. Now, that is Mickey, 100%. I feel like Mickey had to come way before well, Minnie. Oh, originally appeared. So, like, first appearance? That's what we're talking Okay. Well, wouldn't it be oh. Steamboat Willie? Well, the answer has to be Mickey, Minnie, or both. Because Steamboat Willie wasn't oh. his first cartoon, was it? I, I, know I thought it was. Ah, oh God, I'm not good at this. I know it was like what, like the first cartoon with sound? Is that right? I don't I know. Have no idea. God, we're the worst. <laughs> just say just Mickey. Pathetic. We'll just go Mickey uh, you, for all of these. But do you think it's a trick? Uh, I feel like Minnie had to be later. I, know, I and agree. I, and I know that Mickey is in Steamboat Willie. Yeah. I don't. One hundred percent. I don't know that Minnie is. Is yeah, I've got like a three-second clip of that playing in my head of him just like going back and Whistling forth. Whistling and spinning the wheel. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, all. Exactly. I say just Mickey. That's all I know. All right, we're going with Mickey. Locking it in. That's what I think. It's fucking both. Yep. <laughs> what? Fucking both of them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're you doing done. good, boys. We're doing good. Yeah, you done got us, Matt. I think you done. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got the aces. What's fucked up is like we have three options. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right. Okay, next question actually appeared in two shorts before Steamboat Willie, but the films failed to find a distributor. It's got to be Mickey. Or both. It could be both. Well, here's my thought process, okay. right? You went Mini number one, both number two, and now we know that Minnie was in Steamboat Willie, so... But it said I'm first thinking. appearance. Uh, let's say Mickey again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm good with Mickey. Let's go Mickey. Locking it in. It is Mickey. We're on the board, yes. boys. We're on yeah, the board. We're using logic to get through this. <laughs> we're going to have to. Okay, next question. Referred to as Minerva Mouse in the 1942 comic strip story, The Gleam. That's both of them. Yeah, both were named Minerva. <laughs> it was a very confusing comic. When they're fused together, they are Minerva Mouse. Min- I am Minerva. We are Minerva. <laughs> Yeah, when uh, when Minnie wears Mickey as a symbiotic suit, <laughs> they become Minerva. So just Minnie. Gotta be one of the two. I'm thinking it's got to be Minnie simply because it sounds. I feel like this is going to be a lot of trick questions and shit. And that sounds like too much of a masculine, a masculine name, but it ends with an A. Yeah, so I'm thinking it's got to be Minnie. I think it's Minnie. We all remember that Bioshock uh, Minerva's Den. Minnie appears in that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, <laughs> and she's also the, the she's also often known as the Roman goddess of uh, combat. So yeah, Minerva. <laughs> that's, 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 <laughs> that's it. All right, locking it in, Minnie. It's Minnie. All right, we're, we're two we for four. We're bringing our average up. 
We're, we still at a, we're still failing. Yeah, but. we're, oh yeah, we're doing Let's bad. <laughs> Next question. Originally voiced by Walt Disney himself. Is this a both? One of the, is this a both? Uh, it's gotta be, They right? have the same. Because you would have to. They sound, they do sound very they similar. They sound the same, right? Let's say both, fuck it. Yeah, it makes sense to me. All right, both, I'm logging it in. Both, yes. All right. Yeah, All right. there we go. All right, so we're three for five. Excellent. Next question. The original pet owner of Pluto, Rover, in this appearance, uh, in the 1930 short, The Picnic. I always think of Pluto as Mickey's dog, but... Yeah, that's what I think. But, I bet he is... Oh, shit. The, the, he's the main character in Epic Mickey. Oh, or he, he's the antagonist in Epic I, Mickey. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember his name. The rabbit? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember his name, unfortunately. I, I, bet it's, I bet it's his, and Mickey takes it, takes it from, him. Him from him. Originally his, and then later on when they drop him, Pluto just appears to be Mickey's. So I'm going to say I can't remember his name, so I'm going to reach for half credit and say that thing. Well, it has to be Mickey, Minnie, or both, though. Oh, you're right. Well, Damn it. But if Mickey, if you know, I don't know anything about this, but if Mickey gets him later, yeah. then it's got to be Minnie's, I think right? it, I think yeah. it's Minnie's dog. I Honestly, I think that I have oh, seen this episode okay. I, I, or this cartoon. I'm not positive that I have, but I, I vaguely recall as a child seeing a an old cartoon where Mickey and Minnie go on a picnic and like... Pluto is Minnie's dog, and like, there's something where it's like Mickey's trying to keep him safe or something like that, or like Pluto's like really causing a, a, a romantic issue between uh, between the two. <laughs> Minnie's my guess, but it's still a guess. Or it's both of them, and he just like takes it from her and says, "Fuck you." Yeah, they were living in sin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, Minnie, Minnie, you guys, you good yeah, with let's that? Do it. All right, Minnie, yep. locking it in. God, oh, okay, I, I chose the wrong one. Sorry. Uh, it is, in fact, Minnie. Okay. I clicked on the nice. wrong one. It was the one above, uh, which originally voiced by Walt Disney. I was like, both? It was really both? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we're what? Well, I lost track. That's fine. We're four for six. Four for six. There we go. Four for six? Next. Five for six. I, I think we're remember. four for six. We're four for six. We'll, go uh-huh. th- we'll tally it up at the end. Next question. First to wear white gloves in 1929's Opry House. I have no idea. I have no idea. I would guess Mickey or both. But Oh, both makes sense. But I don't know if they appeared like I don't I don't do know we, what the time lapse. Do we know was. if they were both even in it? Yeah, I have no I have no idea. I mean, I'm I might say Mickey cuz maybe he wore gloves as the conductor. Oh, yeah, maybe that's it. So. Did he wear him a steamboat Willie? I think, like in my in my memory, he's got them on, but I don't know. Maybe that's like yeah, because that's the only way I can think of him as well is with a mom. I don't know, man. Maybe it's the <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's the Mandela effect. <laughs> just go, just go, Mickey. I'm good go with both. I'm, I'm good with Mickey. 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 All right, all right, let's do it. Lock. I mean, because both can't be first, right? That's I mean, it depends. Oh, Intrinsically defeats logic. first. <laughs> Using logic. Here we go. All right, Mickey, locking it in. It is, in fact, Mickey. All right. Excellent nice. work. Excellent. Next question. Made a cameo appearance in the film Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I can't place either of them in that movie. Can't. I can't, but I'm more likely to say Minnie. I'm more likely to say Minnie, too, for whatever reason. Yeah. Maybe she wouldn't be as, would... as hardly... Both. Don't forget about both. Oh. Yeah, okay, both. Yeah. Well, what's the What's the one voluptuous chick... Is she around other female cartoon characters? Jessica Rabbit? 
Or Betty Boo. Uh, Betty Boo. Uh, Are there like other, because uh, I could see Minnie being there. I could too. In that background where you just completely miss her. But Mickey works for me. It just seems like unless they just couldn't straight. I don't know, man. It seems weird to me that Minnie would be in it, but Mickey wouldn't. Because like yeah. Mickey's like yeah. the one, you know. But I could see where they sure. just wouldn't want to lend his likeness. Like he's no, he's too big. You can have Minnie though. Maybe. God, mm, that makes sense. My votes. My because oh, is is, Bu- is Bugs Bunny in it? Because I know Daffy, Daffy Duck is, is for sure. Daffy and Donald in that dueling piano. Yeah. Scene. So I, I wonder if it's not the big people. It's been a while for me too. It's it's probably been like ten years. I, I want to say Minnie. You go with Minnie. I want to say Minnie. All right, I'm good with Minnie. Stephen Michael. Just Let's based on not yeah, remembering Bugs Bunny in it. Yeah. All right, Minnie. Minnie. Locking it in. Minnie. Both. Ah, damn. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we hey we did our best. No one could say yeah, we didn't try sure. our best. All right. That's it. Next question. First words. <laughs> Sorry. First words said was hot dogs. Mickey. Just got a gut feeling about that? Just because I know that's the the ending theme to uh, the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is hot dog. Oh. And it's always his catchphrase uh, when he's happy. Hot, hot dog. dog. All right. I'm good with Mickey there then. There you go. That sounds solid. Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, logic is there. All right. I'm logging it in. It is, in fact, Mickey. All right. Good job, Tyler. Nice. Yeah, good call. Last question. Between 1974 and 1986, didn't speak a word in any appearance. I would think Minnie. I mean, that's we would what, assume that Mickey is talking before that, right? And when did Walt Disney die? Oh, I don't know. So when did they just he leave them both unvoiced <laughs> after he died? Maybe. And I don't know what appearances there were for Mickey and Minnie between 74 and 86. I mean, it's like... And to have one speak and not the other in any appearance? Like, I might want to say both. Like, both. they just didn't... I mean, I'm good with yeah. that. I think, like... Yeah, it makes sense. And I know Mickey. I think Fantasia might have come out in that time period, and, okay, and that's, of course he does and not no speak. speaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to go both? Yeah, let's do it. So, right. I mean, it's both or Mickey, but why would Minnie talk and not right. Mickey? So yeah. both. I think both. It's a sexist thing, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just trying to prove a point. Uh, all right, I'm locking it in. Both. God damn, it's Minnie. <laughs> damn. Uh, we tried. We did our best. Yeah. Let's see. We got. I'm, just, I'm thankful that I wasn't on. Last week's with the music because I would have just sat here silently. Yeah, like I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a tough one for sure. Uh, we missed a lot. We'll just go with that. This is like whose line it is anyway. The points don't fucking matter, but we failed. <laughs> we failed. As long as everybody knows that we failed, I feel like we're we, good. We yeah. got more than I thought we were going to, so I'm yeah. happy with it. Let's. Ca- yeah, all right. That's a good point. We failed, but we're going to count it as a win. <laughs> Uh, and that's that is pretty much that's pretty much it. Um, Stephen Michael, thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor and a privilege, and I cannot thank you enough. I'm very grateful. Uh, if you don't mind, awesome. uh, tell us one more time where we can find the uh, find the the Facebook group. Yeah, absolutely. So it's called Retro Gaming Monthly. Uh, you can find it right on Facebook. Just use your search bar, or you can go to retrogamingmonthly.com. It'll just forward you to the group. Um, Again, we do a retro video game every month, about halfway into the month. There's a poll that goes up. It's community feedback uh, on what games they kind of want on it. I knock off the, obviously, the winner goes on, knock off the low-end games. The games are always rotating out. Uh, Starting in January of next year, we're actually going to introduce High Score Challenge on top of the game for each month. So that'll be its own little side challenge with, you know, games that are shorter and have scores, that kind of thing. That's exciting. 
Yep. This month for December, we're doing Castle of Illusion. Uh, January is actually going to be Ghosts and Goblins. That yes! one. That, yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> that poll has closed, and it was like a blowout. It wasn't even close. I don't know, so man. That, I was worried that Goof because like Goof Troop, it was between Ghosts and Goblins and Goof Troop. And when I saw that Ghosts and Goblins even had a chance of winning, because I had voted for both of those games, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay. and like I love Ghosts and Goblins. So like when I saw that it was close, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and remove that vote from the troop <laughs> yeah and it and it took the lead it, i mean it won what probably by i don't know six or eight votes which is pretty large um and then of course for next month actually it's going to be announced tomorrow at noon um this actual podcast will probably come out after it but at any rate it is going to be tetris on the nintendo the original tetris for the nes not tengen and that's going to be the high score challenge for January. Awesome. So you're going to have Ghosts and Goblins. And so it's going to be a total NES month, which, you know, the group doesn't really pigeonhole to one system. I try to balance it out with suggestions and what goes up on the poll. But, yeah, it's going to be a fun month. So if you can run through Ghosts and Goblins real quick, excellent. I've never beaten it before, but would like to give it a good go. And then I'm curious to see what the Tetris scores are going to be. Because that one actually is like a blowout. It's got like three times the amount of votes from second place. Yeah. I, I was so. like, man, I, I had to vote for RC Pro-Am because that was on there. But it's like, I'm also going to vote for Tetris because I 100% know that's the game that's going to win anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I like Tetris, so why not vote for it? Yeah, I think, and I think it's going to be a great way to kick off the new um, high score challenge yeah, for, for the month. So it's going to be fun. Uh, Tyler. Yes, Dave. You want to close it out? Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. So you don't miss the next episode. What are we talked about doing? We are planning on doing uh, a new game. Mm, mm-hmm, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. We're going to go against the grain. Uh, we've talked about doing Doki Doki Literature Club. Yeah. A game I haven't played yet, but uh, I've heard wonderful things about. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Very cool. Let's see. Um, hey, do you want to send us something? Do you like those uh, us eating stuff or opening stuff for intros? You can send that to Tadbox Studios, care of Nicole Nance, P.O. Box 3785, Duke, Kentucky, 42002. If you want to call us, leave a voicemail. That's 270-883-2555. Uh, got an Instagram, have pog underscore podcast. Yep. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You know how to do all that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you can find us on Twitch. I try to stream every Sunday around 830 Central. If you want to pop in, say hi, mm-hmm, help mm-hmm. with achievements and all that stuff, uh, that would be great. And you can take part in the uh, the Would You Rather uh, poll, which I am gonna I plan on doing weekly. Uh, as nice. long Yeah, as long as that subreddit doesn't run dry, <laughs> that's where I'm pulling them from. So. <laughs> Uh, and that, of course, is in the spirit of Exalted Lord Micah Purdue, who uh, used to call in regularly with Would You Rathers for us. Uh, and speaking of Exalted Lord Micah Purdue, I uh, want to mention that if you plan on going to Tadpog Prom, uh, a.k.a. the Louisville Arcade Expo, and you want to get a room with uh, the group, please let Micah know before the end of this month. Uh, otherwise, you might be on your own. Uh, so just a heads up. And also, Micah, thank you very much for uh, putting in all the hard work it takes to organize that. I know that is not easy, uh, and we really appreciate it. Uh, also, uh, in the vein of announcements, uh, we talked about Smash Brothers earlier. Mm-hmm, Brandon mm-hmm. Cates is organizing the Tadpog Smash Brothers tournament. Hell yeah. If you want in on that, uh, look for the announcement on our Facebook group uh, and let them know that you want in. I think, I don't know the, the, the count, but I think we've got like 34 entries 
entrance already. Mm. Uh, so it's actually much bigger than I expected that <laughs> to be. So that's amazing. Uh, but I imagine there's still room. Uh, just let them know, I think, before I think before January 5th, but I'm not positive. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our theme song is moved by Sticky More Drive. Link to that track and found the show on tapbog.com. How do you guys want to close this one out? I want to do before we close it out. I want to do one more thing. Oh, I forgot about something too. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all, it's, it's I'm all glad good. You, I'm glad you grabbed your phone. Um, I we do have a Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash/tadpog. Uh, we have some wonderful people who donate on there, and we, and we really appreciate it. Uh, and I wanted to uh, I wanted to thank the people who have uh, recently donated. Uh, we've got. Uh, exalted Lord Micah Purdue uh, raised his pledge uh, by a penny, riding that penny train, baby. Uh, we've got <laughs> terrified Michelle, who also raised her pledge by a penny, riding that penny train. We got uh, executive bruiser Janie, uh, who just uh, edited her pledge, raised it by a penny. Thank you, Janie. Nice. Riding that penny train. Uh, got cousin David. Uh, who just raised uh, his donation uh, considerably? Uh, thanks for doing Damn. that. Thanks for doing that, David. You're like uh, you're already like a huge donor. So like we mm. don't deserve this, but we do appreciate <laughs> it. It was more than a penny. So here you go. <laughs> it's a long one. Yeah. It's a long boy. Mm. <laughs> Uh, and then I want to thank uh, Nathan Eaton. Uh, he just recently upped his pledge as well, uh, beyond the penny amount. So we'll give him a long one. <laughs> thank you, Nathan. Uh, and Nathan's uh, really—he's been hanging a lot, hanging out on Twitch a lot too, uh, which has been really nice. Thanks for thanks for chilling with me, dude. And uh, Ross Rachel Green recorded a voicemail, emailed it to me, and asked that. We played on the air for me to listen to, but not to listen to it beforehand. Okay. So I just forwarded that to you. Okay. Would you like to do that? If we can. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, I We don't have any stinger material for this episode. And oh, yeah, because my dad came in to tell a joke and then hinted what the joke was. And we, were both and like, we said, no, no. no don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Uh, so how about we how about we do his call as the stinger? Perfect. Because, Perfect. Because I'm, we're running this very low-fi. I don't have a way of playing voicemails uh, right. while we're I in think Discord. About that. <laughs> yeah. So all right, that'd be a good singer. That's what we'll do. Okay, cool. So how you want guys going to close this out? I mean, as Mickey. All right, I'm yeah, down. I mean, I Ste- mean, right? Steven, sound good? Sounds good, yeah. All right. <clears throat> We won't pull the football out. I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna do it like we did Kyle on <laughs> Symphony of the Night. Oh, my my Mickey impression spot on, so no worries. Yeah, okay. mine too. Yeah, this is gonna be great. So until <laughs> next time, <laughs> tropical oh, oh, Capricorn, <laughs> hot dogs, keep it dirty. Jews run the media. <laughs> <laughs> Talkie boys, it's me, Ross Rachel Green. Just wanted to drop you a quick line. I love the show. I have done for a while. I will continue to do so. I just wanted to spread some audio love to you guys. Spread it, baby. Please Mm. consider this a voicemail. Uh, I would have actually called and left it on the voicemail line, but that's incredibly expensive. You wanted to jump queue. We get it. Uh (laughs) So, yeah, here we go. Tyler, I love you. I love your little face. I love your little beard. Uh, you are a super talented storysmith because of all the campaigns and stories and things you write and the cat stories that we still never heard and I would love to know about. Uh, I love the fact that you can cook. 
I love the fact that you are just super friendly and always there with good advice and just seem like the sweetest guy. So yeah, much all the love for you, my friend. Um, Davey Poo, I love hey. you too, but I mean, if if I had to choose between the two of you and one of you was going to wear me like a glove, mm. it'd have to be Tyler. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, <laughs> oh, I know. I'm not missing much because I do suffer from some pretty bad piles and that would be, you know, it's <laughs> for everyone, me included. Uh, it's probably especially me. Everybody else would just kind of, I don't know, deal with it, be a bit, be a bit bloody. Um, and, you know, you, you don't have robotic ass. If you had a robotic ass, then we could talk. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fair. Actually, that's a good question. If <laughs> your robotic robotic ass is always sort of like shocking your pelvic floor, can <laughs> Melissa feel it through the other end? I wonder if you could ask them to like sort of just pass the wire all the way through, <laughs> uh, so you can have like a robotic like electric cock. Would an electric cock be a good thing or a bad thing for Melissa? I I would probably assume <laughs> bad thing. I don't know. It depends what the voltage is. Also, does that thing have to be charged, or is it like a pacemaker that has like a um, like a nuclear battery that they're going to have to take before they cremate you and create a like three mile island thing? I don't know. I don't want to talk about your cremation, Tyler, because I love you. I want you to stay alive forever. Um, so you can uh, you know be available for me to kiss your face one day, not the corner of your mouth like beloved Adam. No, full on lip to lip action. We're gonna we're gonna get down to it. Okay, this has been sort of two and a half minutes. Three minutes is an awfully long time to fill with <laughs> rambling. Uh, so I'm going to have to I'm going to have to wrap it up. In summary, uh, love the show, love you guys, love Tyler, love you Dave. Uh, love Not as much as Tyler. Talky kid sections. <laughs> we should you should talk more about kids. I love the I love the stories about your kids. Um, it's a shame that Creepy Neighbor Kid is gone because mm -hmm. he was awesome. Okay, now I've got eight seconds. Uh, I love you guys. Speak to you soon. Thank you, Ross. Thank you. That was very. I'm glad that somebody out there loves me like Michelle loves Dave. So we each have one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so electric, we got to weigh in on that. Uh, if the battery is a five-year battery. Oh, I meant the penis, electric penis. I better say because I can crank it up. Yeah. So next time, next time Melissa and I are having sex, yeah. I'll go to have the control and I'll crank it up and see if she can feel it. What's the like? How do you? And crank? she's in here now, so she's probably very confused <laughs> yes. since she didn't hear that call. <laughs> yeah, she just heard us sitting in silence for three minutes, <laughs> and then this, and then yeah. What if she can feel the electricity through my dick? <laughs> But when he said, uh, would, elect would an electric dick be good? I'm like, as opposed to like a gasoline-powered one or <laughs> battery-operated? I'm immediately going to like leaf blowers and stuff like that. Work. I'm looking at buying a leaf blower for work. Probably be should. Because we've been throwing cards down the hallway, and it's a real bitch bending over to pick those up. Oh, yeah, you got to buy leaf blowers. I think we need a leaf blower sense. and a soccer net. <laughs> Although one thing, I do have a special card I have to carry around with me. That to show any metal detector I have to go through, show them the card, be like, shit's gonna go off no matter what we do. I, I am got... not a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, since, um, since Brandy Jr., since the school shooting, they have metal detectors all over the place. So when I went there the other day to pick her up, she was with the metal detector. I handed him a, handed the guy a card. He was very confused. He just like looked at me and said, uh, 
just go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that, that's it? Yeah, right. You should pat me down yeah. so anybody could just walk in this. Like, I could walk in and have be strapped down with guns and just yeah, show you yeah. this card, and you were just going to let me in. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like, I don't know, not to get into it, <laughs> but that's kind of like the ridiculousness that kind of like circles things like this, mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh, systems are in place, and it's just kind of like, well. But they're, you know. It's kind of a lot, so we're yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's just like it's not doing anything. It's just an inconvenience. Yeah, for now everybody. it's just like like the TSA. It's just kind of an inconvenience right, now. Right, right. So, so anyway, those are my thoughts on that. Thanks, Ross. <laughs> but thank you very much, Ross. I totally understand. Like the call would have cost you a lot of money for three minutes. So. Right. But no, that was very very nice. Most I feel like most people love Dave a lot more, so that was very nice. I don't think that that is. Or at true. least Michelle. Does. <laughs> I'm good with that. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. I'm glad that you're. I'm glad that you're there for me. Mich- Michelle and sort of Melissa. So it's <laughs> any pretty much anyone whose name starts with M. Yeah, except for Mike. <laughs> except for Masterful. I think Masterful likes you better. No, Masterful likes Taryn best. Oh, so. that's true. We are playing a dangerous game, and I want to stop. Okay. <laughs> Mitch probably likes me better because of the things you say about yeah, that's Sean true. fucking him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And Mike is just turned off by both of us <laughs> right. now. So. All right, we're done playing this game. We're done. <laughs>